casinos in Central City. Don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. There's probably nothing more important when you're injured or have had an accident than to get the right people on your side. People who know what they're doing and truly care about you. You need the best medical team, and you also need champions of the people, Bell and Pollock. Take it from me. Bell and Pollock are the injury attorneys other attorneys call because they know what you should know. They have the most experience, and they're the very best. They get it done. Always available for a free consultation. Bell and Pollock. Champions of the People at championsofthepeople.com. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind the desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nuggets. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson. And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right, thinks he's always right. James Manchester Merlet. And the man in the middle, he's a small man, but he's a good doctor, attorney at flaw. Make some noise. Everybody up on your feet. No one sitting in your seat. It's time to meet. Big Lombardi! Yeah. Two to go, one to go, and now that's going to do it. Let's listen again. Yeah, goodness gracious. Abs fall to the Canadians by a final score of 4-2. And all good things must come to an end. The 10-game win streak is over. I love it. I love how Moj wears his emotion during the call of a game. Because you know what? I would do the very same thing. Just so utterly disgusted, distraught, hated that horn. That horn played five times longer than he wanted to hear it. Hated everything about that game. Hated the lighting system. I don't know what kind of lights they use in Montreal, but watching the game on television, did you notice all the shadows? What was going on there? I don't know. It was Can bizarre. you get a light that works? Please, the streak is over. It ended at 10 games. We will hear from Coach Bednar live on these airwaves coming up in exactly 12 minutes. Coach Bednar will join us this morning, as will, actually, Bednar's at 7.30. Coach Malone is at 7.15. We've got the Nuggets head coach. We've got the Avs head coach back 
to back on Altitude 950. You've got the Vic Lombardi Show joined by Manchester, James Marillat. Day off for HW. Much deserved uh, PTO. Enough with the much deserved. <laughs> Just PTO or not even PTO? Undeserving day off. Okay. Put All it right. that, that way. That's totally fair. Before we get going, because, uh, again, the show is um, we have back-to-back guests, two head coaches, so we're going to do our hot takes in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. That's a lot of pressure because that's an hour to prep. And they could change by then. No doubt. Based on what Malone and Bednar tell us here in the next hour, hot takes could change. I have mine ready to go because I'm always ready to go by the time I walk in this studio. Mm -hmm. But could I call an audible? Yeah, sure. Do you notice it's starting to get light out a little early? I know. Did you, I mean, today I, was um, the first day yeah, I noticed it. On my drive that. in, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, here we go. It's uh, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself and say, hey, you can feel spring around no, the corner. No, no, but you notice but, certain things, right? Yeah, yeah. I noticed it last night. Then I'm like, hey, it's like after five, and it's still kind of light out. And then definitely noticed it this morning. Here's the other thing I noticed, and I get it. We live in Denver, Colorado. I love the fact that we. Engage in exercise. We embrace the outdoors. This is who we are. This is how we live. I love that, okay? I would never say stay inside and play video games. But there's a time and a place for everything. I like to ride my bike for exercise purposes. Sure. There are places and times you do not ride your bike. For example, when the streets are full of freezing cold ice. What is this need that people have. I mean, I get it. You want to work out. You got your routine. You want to get out and ride your bike in the morning. You've got your stupid little miner's light on at five in the morning. Yeah. You know the one. It's a bit much. Right. Okay. You got your miner's light on. and If you yeah. have to wear something you wear in a coal mine, you, okay. you shouldn't be out. I see that. But you're on your bike, and the streets are full of ice. The sidewalks yeah. are still chock Side full streets, of ice. For sure. Yeah. There's ice everywhere. Yeah. So I, I'm driving up today. And there's a group of guys cycling for exercise purposes. It's one thing if you needed to get on the bike to get to work. Sure. Different story. If it's your only mode of transportation, different story. But this is exercise, right? Group of guys right there off of Spear and, God, right before Denver Country Club, whatever the heck that road is. Okay. Corona or whatever. Whatever that is. Dude, there's a, a patch of ice there. They all hit it, and they were all down for the count. Really? Down for the and count. And you saw them hit it, Oh, boom. yeah. We're at the traffic light, and they're trying to make that turn underneath the, the bridge, under the tunnel, and they hit that patch of ice down for the count. And all I'm thinking is, dudes, look at the weather. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? You've got a bike with skinny tires. Do something else. Do some push-ups and sit-ups. You, there's there's other things you can do. Does it make me a bad person because I hear that and I think, eh, serves them right. I have the same feeling I have with the Tide Pod Challenge. Darwinism. Yeah, exactly. I, that's the same feeling I have. Sorry. I, if, I, if you're dumb enough to ride a bike in the freezing cold temperatures with ice everywhere, then you should not be surprised when you fall on your butt. Sorry. I mean, what if it's one of those people, though, that, like they've ridden their bike Every day for like eight years. I, and I they got to keep, they're like OCD. Well, they got to the keep people, the streak going. Those are the people doing it. That, that's, that's part of the problem. Right indoors. Do, do that weird stuff inside where they got the person yelling at you. Cause there's the guy 
and you like to watch the same kind of shows I do, like CBS Sunday Morning mm-hmm. and those kind of things. Yeah. So there's the guy. By the way, I watched Frontline last night. Ooh, what's the new one? Oh my, I don't know if it's it's the old one. It's the Frontline on the immigration issues in Europe. Oh, okay. Syria and some of these countries, amazing. I will television. check it out. Amazing. That, that is a great show. Yeah. They can make any topic fascinating. Um, but anyhow, there's this guy down in Miami, and he runs like eight miles on Miami Beach every single day. Okay. And he's done it for like 17 straight well, years. The hurricane comes in. He did, he ran it. Oh, then he deserves And, and to... there were like firemen Sorry. down there to make sure he was okay because they were worried about him. No. He kept the streak no, alive. No, no, no firemen. <laughs> no. No, that's your choice, dude. Your little admirable. I mean, it's admirable. Yeah. So I was saying every day is really important to the rest of us. Every day. What could you do? I I I don't know that I've had coffee every day. I can't even keep that streak going. I have. And oh yeah, I probably have too. But to run every day like eight miles on the beach. But again, um, I love the fact that we embrace outdoor activity. This is why we are Colorado. But those of you falling on ice this morning. Yeah. With your miners' hats, riding bikes, <laughs> I have zero sympathy. Zero. Yeah. I mean, none. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think's going to happen to you? Did they get up and just keep going? Oh, I, I took off. I, <laughs> I get to work. Got a job to do. Uh, again, pack show as usual for a Wednesday. This is great. Michael Malone at 7.15, Jared Bednar at 7.30, Jeff Legwald will join us from the Senior Bowl, Adam Mares at 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll discuss hand sizes throughout the course of this show. Yeah. Do we have a tape measure anywhere in the facility? We do? Good. Because we're doing hand sizes I today. also want to invent a new way to write out um, measurements. Oh, man. I mean, it's you, no longer like started. six, one apostrophe, yeah. zero, two apostrophes, or inch mark and foot mark. Yeah. We're going to make up new ways to oh, do good, it. Good, good, good. Because you're, you're jumping on my hot take, which is an hour away. But the fact that we're getting these ridiculous body measurements coming out of the Senior Bowl now, and everybody's jumping on board. Everybody's doing it the NFL way. I got this yesterday on my Twitter feed. Baker Mayfield checking in at 6003 in height. Yeah. 6003. That's that's exactly how it was labeled. 6003. And my immediate reaction is, what the hell is that? What the hell is 6003? I asked aloud, and people responded, that is six foot nothing and three-eighths. Six foot three-eighths. That's what six zero zero three. Have you ever heard it? Has that ever come to you in that form, in that fashion? No. So if he was six foot four and three-eighths, would that be be six four oh three? Or would it be six oh four three? I don't know the answer to that. I don't have those answers. I feel like we have one. Oh, no, no. You know what it would be? It would be six... 043, because you have to have two digits after the six, because there's the possibility he could be six foot ten. Why are we doing this? Why I don't, don't know. Why are we doing this? I don't know. What, what is going, is this the analytics of sports that's taking over again? Is this those guys who have so much time on their hands that they need math if to I justify have, their existence? If I have to look at it and think about it, then it's not a more efficient way to do it. Big news right now. What? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Well, it was bound to happen, and it happened last night on the second game of a back-to-back. Take it by Gallagher. He's got a two-on-one catch ready to run into that shoot and score. 
The 10-game winning streak will come to an end as the Habs take a three-goal lead with one minute and 36 seconds left. 4-2 the final. Avs fall to Le Abedon of Montreal. The win streak snapped at 10 games. On to St. Louis. We'll visit with Jared Bednar here at the bottom of the hour. Nuggets have a big party tonight at Punchbowl Social. They deserved a party after the win against Portland. Yesterday, all-star lineups announced. The reserves announced. Nary a nugget on the team. Put the defenders in Harris. 360. Layup is good. Man, you got to be kidding me right there. Gary Harris with a 360 layup in the paint. That was athletic. No surprise, to be honest with you. I did not expect any nuggets to make the team. Perhaps. Outside chance, Jokic made it as a reserve, but no Nuggets on the squad, barring injury. Uh, the only Nuggets represented at the All-Star game. I think Jamal Murray will be there in the sophomore rookie game or whatever they're calling that, the young young guns game. He'll be there possibly for the three-point contest as well. But in regards to the All-Star game on that Sunday, no Nuggets. We'll have uh, Michael Malone on the show coming up in about five minutes. Nuggets have the Knicks Thursday night. Can they start a streak of their own? Jokic is in the corner, over to Murray, head fake on the three, puts it on the floor, gets down the lane, jump shot is up, in and a foul as well! 37 for Jamal Murray! See what encore performance Jamal Murray has in mind. 38 his last go around. LeBron James. Boy, his team is struggling. Cavs lose again. But he becomes the seventh player in the history of the NBA to hit the 30,000 mark last night. LeBron James, he has scored 29,999 points. Fires a 20-footer. He knocks it down, and there it is. LeBron James has become the youngest ever to 30,000 as the kid from Akron rewrites the history book. And then he wrote an Instagram post in the third person to himself, which I found really weird. I like LeBron, and LeBron doesn't uh, you know, get in trouble off the court, yeah. and there's a lot of reasons to admire him. But, God, he does some dumb things that just weird. seem really arrogant. Weird. Like, remember the whole post-game speech of, like, my life's better than yours? Yes, weird. Which we all understand. You just don't have to tell us. The Instagram thing fell in that category. Yeah. This long, Odd. just profound, in-depth Instagram speech that he authored to himself. It's weird. I mean, he's a smart Before guy. In fact. He's producing, like, game shows and yeah. stuff. Like, I, I, there's a lot to admire about him, but, man, he does some weird things. So, that was one of them. Looking for hand measurements this morning. If you call in <laughs> or if you text in, I do not want to read your text without knowing your hand measurement. We need to know. But don't send it in with inch marks and foot no, marks. It's got to be some weird... weird. Exactly. Four digits. Exactly. Some some form that we don't understand what the hell it even means. That looks like computer code. Then we'll accept it. For example, Danny on the text line, my second toe measures 3003. <laughs> no idea what that means, but you know what's NFL policy we're not supposed to know. Up next, head coach of your Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone, right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. Come enjoy the fastest sport on two feet and where we play by our own rules. Pumping scores! There's always great lacrosse action and something for everyone to enjoy. You may not be prepared for us. But all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss us. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at ColoradoMammoth.com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? 
How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut. Hey, Scott Aces here. No more excuses, fellas. It's a new year. It's time to do the things you've been putting off, especially when it comes to taking care of your health. Listen, I got my levels tested at the Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your testosterone levels checked with results in about 20 minutes. And it's even covered by most health insurance. Do yourself a favor this year and call them. 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698. Or get online at LowTCenter.com. Guys, listen up. We all love those hearty home-style meals. You know, the chicken fried steak with a huge side of mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's be real. We aren't going to cook that up. That's why I get my home-style meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for the Black Eyed Pea. When I have a craving for those home-style meals, the Black Eyed Pea is my go-to. Half-pound burgers, ribeye steak, and don't forget about their made-from-scratch desserts. Locally owned and operated with nine front-range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. I'm not hearing of any major impacts on the metro area highways because of accidents. Traffic is brought to you by the Ad Council. and fact, speeds are pretty decent. Overall, your tech center drive looking good up to posted limits. A little bit of sluggish traffic. Southbound I-225 making your approach from the Cherry Creek Spillway to I-25. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure. Get back on your treatment plan. Visit LowerYourHBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its high blood pressure awareness partners. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Fake the handoff to Murray, throws it left side to Will Barton. Barton's in the paint, leans in on Nurkic, reverse side layup, no good. Rebound down to Plumley, kicks it out to Murray. Head fake and then the three. Yes! And the Blue Arrows got a new career high. Give him a smooth 35. That's a big-time shot right there. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. The Nuggets are back at it tomorrow night against the New York Knickerbockers. Tonight, if you have time, head on down to Punch Bowl Social on Broadway from 6 to 9 p.m. tonight. A chance to hang with the Nuggets. Coaches and staff and players, everyone involved with the organization, they'll be out there. And you can go um, buy tickets at the door, if you please, or you can go via Altitude uh, Tickets. And um, it'll be a fun night. I'll be there. Manchester will be there. Various members of the uh, Altitude 950 crew, as will the head coach of your Denver Nuggets, who joins us on the hotline right now, Michael Malone. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Vic. How are you, buddy? Very good, thank you. Uh, congrats coming off that win. You know, listen, I, I may be over-dramatizing this because I, t- I tend to get that way, but I think those kind <laughs> of wins, Coach, especially against a division rival, especially in the manner in which you won, having to rally from seven down with four minutes to play, those can be season-changing wins. It can give you some confidence down the road that will help a lot. Well, we hope so. Obviously, uh, going into that game, uh, I think we all felt that that was a game that we needed to win. Yes, we're playing Portland division opponent, team that is in that playoff push like us. But more importantly, just to get a win and feel good about ourselves, kind of get that bad taste out of our mouth uh, and get get back to playing Denver Nugget basketball. And uh, obviously to come back 
uh, from trailing late in that game and to win the way we did in front of a great home crowd. Our fans were unbelievable that night. Uh, it was a special evening. And to cap it all off, obviously, it was uh, Jamal Murray show and uh, back-to-back games where uh, the numbers that Jamal's putting up and how efficient he's doing it right now is really incredible. I think he and Steph Curry, the only two players this year, Vic, to score 35-plus with six assists, five rebounds, and less than 34 minutes of play. So uh, Jamal's been playing at a, at an elite level lately, and hopefully that can continue. Well, here's my problem, Coach, because we live in this hurry-up-and-grow-up world, right? We see a 20-year-old who just poured in 38, and now we expect it every night. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know we have to caution that that doesn't happen overnight. That that trans transition from just a player to a star player it takes time. But we are seeing the wheels in motion for Jamal Murray. How do you coach that up? How do you know? How do you limit those expectations as a coach? You know, I, I think the, the great thing about it is Jamal and I have a great relationship. We're we're always talking with each other. Uh, you know, whether it's watching film, letting him know what my demands of him are. Uh, he, he accepts coaching. That's what I love about the kid. You can coach him hard. He accepts it. He knows that I care about him. I think that's what allows me to coach in the way I do. Uh, but to your point, you know, back-to-back 35-plus point games, and I'm sure everybody will expect 35-plus again tomorrow night against New York. But when you're 20 years old in your second year, there are lots of ups and downs, and that is the reality of being a young player in the NBA. And, um, you know, some, the way I coach him is one game at a time. You know, what you did last game was great. We don't win that game without you. Well, tomorrow night is a completely new challenge. Uh, we have a team in the New York Knicks that uh, played a great half of basketball last night against Golden State. And now it's Jamal's opportunity to go out there and do everything I'm asking of him. I don't ask him to go into the game and say, I need you to score 38 tonight. That's never, that's never our discussion. I say, yes, I need you to be aggressive. I need you to play with pace, push the ball. And attacking Jamal Murray is an effective Jamal Murray. And uh, if he gets great shots and he misses those shots, I tell him to keep on shooting. So it is a process, to your point. And having been around many great players in my long NBA career, it is a process. There are challenges. There is adversity. But you stay with it and you continue to believe in them. And that gives them the confidence to, to, to kind of persevere through those tough times. Coach, we talk a lot about who's going to be the guy. Who do you go to down the stretch in games? Who do you go to to stop streaks? Is it too much to put on a 20-year-old? Or can you say, look, you've got you've shown flashes of being that, and while we don't need you to have 35 every night, we need you to be the guy to step up in those big moments. Can, can you put that on a, on a kid that's that age? You know, I think it's a, it's a lot for a 20-year-old. Um, you know, I think just going out there and starting every night and running your team as a 20-year-old is a hell of a challenge in and of itself. Now, obviously, if you add add to the fact, okay, now on top of all that, at the end of the games, you need to be our closer. You know, that's I think that'd be almost putting too much on Jamal Murray. Uh, but the way I look at it is this: each game is a, is a different opportunity, and the game will tell you kind of who our go-to guy is right now. Well, we had Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap was our go-to guy. You know, it didn't matter what had happened in the first three quarters. You know, we had a game in Atlanta earlier in the year where we won, and Paul really didn't do a whole lot until the fourth quarter. But I knew with his experience and all that, he was going to carry the day for us, and he did. For me right now, last couple of games, you know, I'm going to Jamal Murray. I'm trying to get him shots. But it could be one. Tomorrow night it could be Gary Harris. It could be Nicole Jokic. It could be Will Barton. It could be whoever. Uh, But the one thing you have to love about Jamal Murray, guys, is this. He wants it. He's not afraid of it. He embraces it. And I think that's half the battle as you try to find who is going to be our go-to player in the future. I think we are seeing a lot of telltale signs 
of a guy that will be a closer in the NBA, a guy that will make many, many big shots in his career because of the confidence he has, the focus that he has, and the courage that he has. You know, it's interesting you say that, that last word, courage. There is an art to it, as I've noticed in the NBA, that is finishing with contact, being able to score even though you know you're going to get fouled. And Jamal Murray does that pretty well for a 20-year-old. And if there's one element when you look at the Nikola's game, that's the one thing I think he's still working on, understanding that contact and physicality is going to come his way no matter what. Is that something you guys work on? Is that something that you notice he's improving on? Yeah, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, in practice, you know, almost probably the first 10 minutes of almost every practice that we have is working on finishing different types of finishes, uh, using your left hand, using your right hand, finishing against contact. Uh, because one thing we stress, you know, we want to get every game, we want to get 25 rim attempts. That means we're getting to the basket and trying to finish at the rim. And we get there. Now it's a matter of are we converting? Uh, to your point, I think Jamal Murray uh, has an uncanny ability to finish. Left hand, right hand, he has a huge three-point play coming out of a timeout. Design a play, the guys execute it well, no shot. Jamal puts his head down to his left, gets the end one, uh, huge play. Nicola, I think to your point, in the post, back to the basket, right now it is a wrestling match down there, and he is trying to figure out, how do I get a call? How do I handle that contact? And then on top of that, Vic, to your point, how do I become a more efficient finisher and, and finish through that contact? And I think for both of those guys, uh, the better they get at that, obviously, it's only going to help them and uh, help us. Nuggets and Knicks tomorrow night at Pepsi Center, two days between games. Do you um, appreciate that time to practice? Because you don't get many practice days in these in these dog days of January. And, and what do you do in these practice sessions now? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, so yesterday we had an off day, which I think was, uh, you know, uh, really needed. We have a very banged up team right now. Um, so today's practice, I'll be honest, we're, we're not on the floor more than 60 minutes. Uh, this time of the year, you're in the second half of the season. Guys are playing heavy minutes. Uh, it's a constant conversation I have with Steve Short and our training staff about how long can we go? What kind of load can we place on our guys? Who is able to practice today? Who should we hold out of practice? Uh, I don't want to be a, a coach that has a two-hour practice today, but tomorrow night we come out and we have nothing left in the tank. Uh, but, you know, really right now it's about we'll work on some of our play development stuff, finishing, shooting. Uh, we'll script through our offense. We'll clean up defensive areas that are giving us some trouble. And then today we'll cover a couple of uh, New York plays uh, go through that kind of live so we can get a feel for how we're going to guard them tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's to keep our guys fresh physically and mentally uh, as best you can, as you mentioned, because these are the dog days. As you head into the trade deadline, all-star break, you get ready amped up for that second run at coming out of that break. Coach, you uh, juggled the starting lineup a bit on Monday. Do you know what you're going to do tomorrow night? Or are you still kind of looking for that formula that, hey, this will get us off to good starts, we'll get a good effort you know, from the opening uh, opening tip? Where, where are you at in terms of uh, lineup and who's going to be out there to start the game? Yeah, it's really – I mean, I've been kind of taking it game by game lately. Uh, the one thing I will stay with, I think Will Barton will stay in the starting lineup. You know, I made that decision to bring Wilson Chandler off the bench. Uh, I think it really it's, it's, it's better for Wilson, and more importantly, I think it's better for our team. Uh, and, and you put Will Barton out there. The decision for me comes down to Nikola Jokic will start. Now is it going to be alongside Mason Plumley, or will it be alongside Trey Lyles, or would it be alongside 
Wilson Chandler at the fort. So I'll make that decision kind of tomorrow. We'll meet as a staff today as we prepare for New York as to who will give us the best chance. Uh, I thought, you know, Mason Plumlee matching up with Nurkic was a good matchup for us and allowed Nikola to kind of handle their fours, if you will, like Aminu. And uh, obviously we got the win and we won the first quarter. But it's uh, it's kind of in flux right now, game-by-game situation. Um. Ten-game win streak for the guys who share the Pepsi Center, the Avalanche, and I know you have great respect for Jared Bednar and his group, but can you even fathom ten in a row, just how difficult something like that might be? It's, it's really hard, and obviously, uh, you know, I was fortunate, you know, even when I was in Cleveland for five years, uh, and to have a player named LeBron James, mm-hmm. we won a lot of games. I mean, we went 39-2 and one year at home. Uh, so for, for those guys, the Avalanche, you know, uh, so happy for them and for Jared and their team and Joe Sackage, for, for them to put together that kind of string before losing last night, that speaks to a team that's together, uh, that believes, that's well-coached, that has a great culture. Uh, and it's not easy in pro sports, in any sport, to win k- 10 games in a row. So, uh, And that, that's one of our challenges. You know, We've been a team all year long that is win three, lose two, win two, lose one. We've been kind of up and down. That speaks to our youth, yes, but we have to find ways to be more consistent individually and collectively. And and hopefully, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Vic, winning against Portland, hopefully that gives us some confidence, some wind in our sails to now kind of get a rhythm going as we have three more games in our homestand. Well, Coach, you don't, probably don't win that game if not for a big call late uh, in the final minute that was reversed thanks to our national hero, Scott Hastings. <laughs> Yes, and you might give him a uniform just to just to play tomorrow night, just for the hell of it. But I just want I want to tell a dirty little secret here, okay? So Scott goes on air and lets everybody know what he saw, and he lets Ryan Bowen and the assistants know. I, I get that, but somebody got in his ear. Scott Bay, our executive producer, is the guy who actually saw it first. Just so you know, we want to give credit where it's properly everybody, due. Everybody thinks it's Hastings, the real hero, is our guy Scott Bay who was the one who alerted. So he yes. gave the real the hockey assist was Scott Bay. Yes. And, and then, obviously, Scott Hastings took it, ran with it. But I, I, I give Scott Bay, Scott Hastings credit, but I also have to give the officials. I'm on the officials more than anybody, but I'm just really happy that they decided to look at it because they, were, they weren't going to at first. One of the referees said, no doubt in my mind, Portland ball. Timeout, Terry Stotts. They decided to look at it. Why not? Why wouldn't you look at it? Let's be absolutely sure, and they do. And obviously that is a huge play in the game, our basketball. And Will Barton, who struggled to make shots, makes some really big free throws. Gary Harris struggles to make shots, plays great defense on C.J. McCollum the whole night. So, you know, our our offense was not a thing of beauty that night, uh, aside from Jamal Murray. But with defense, second half, only four turnovers. You know, when we do that, Vic, we're a pretty good basketball team. Coach, look forward to seeing you tonight at Punch Bowl Social for the Nuggets Social event. Uh, also in attendance will be those national heroes, Scott Bay and Scott Hastings. We'll talk to you later tonight, Coach. <laughs> All right, Vic. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. You too, man. That is uh, Michael Malone. He referenced the uh, Avs 10-game win streak, which came to a close last night. We will now visit with the head coach of your Colorado Avalanche. Any questions, comments, feel free. 30933. That's 30933. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Do you ever think about your garage door? I mean, you don't really. It's one of those things you hit the button and it opens. But what if it doesn't? And it's snowing. Sure, you can just get out of the car and go into the house, but how come it didn't open? 
Family Garage Door will come out to your house and do a 21-point winter inspection. Balance, level, and align the garage door, lubricate the moving parts, and tighten the hinges. Just $49. So you can go on not thinking about your garage door. Schedule your inspection at FamilyGarageDoor.com. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family. Cruise I-70 to the Parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Scott Ace is here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top five percent in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Real de Minas. With four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at RealDeMinezRestaurant.com. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes, so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call 
303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950 traffic update. It's been a fairly quiet drive this morning as far as accidents go. And right now I'm not hearing of any major delays because of accidents clearing out of traffic. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Your speeds are below posted limits here and there, but overall a pretty smooth drive. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world and it will change your own. Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. We are tracking down the head coach of your Colorado Avalanche. I think we have the wrong number to the hotel. Avs lose to the Habs last night. Les Habitants of Montreal. Do we have the right hotel? That's a great question. Are they in Montreal or are they en route to St. Louis? They're in St. Louis, I'm yeah, told. They normally leave right after the game, right? Then they spend the day in the city they're going to. Yeah, so they're in St. Louis. We're, we're tracking down the coach. We will have the coach so momentarily. It's not an international call. No. So that helps us. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll track him down, Charlie. I, I'm confident. I, so I've asked people, as I do every week via the text line, any questions or comments for the head coach, feel free to send our way at 30933. I appreciate Sonny, who always sends a comment as if I have to ask the question in a certain manner. Right. Like he writes it out in question form. Like you just read it off exactly. a teleprompter. So, Sonny writes in here, here's how he wants me to ask the question. Coach, comma, Montreal was very <laughs> physical with your team. Have they laid the blueprint for other teams on how to play your team? <laughs> I think you should do it exactly like that. <laughs> so they go with uh, with Bernier again in goal last night, which I think is the right call, right? You've won 10 in a row. You're not going to change not. it. And he actually wasn't the problem. He, Bernier was fine. He Bernier wasn't, was, but they gave up four goals. So in hindsight, you look at that and go, well, no. maybe you should have done something. No, different. Bernier was not the problem. The game, they, they looked slow to the puck. They looked tired. They looked like a team that's been carrying a 10-game win streak with them, and they played a back-to-back. That's what they looked they like. They looked like a team that was in Toronto 22 hours exactly before. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, when you carry a win streak anywhere, especially one that is the longest in the NHL this season, you're going to have that target suddenly. Teams like Montreal, which has not had a good season, mind you, the Habs, the Habitants, suddenly you're going to play faster. They're going to play harder. You are the target, and that's what the Habs have become. Well, and, and it was interesting listening to Mo. She was on with Nate and Ryan yesterday. Nate was actually here. It was, it, he's, he exists. Who's Nate? <laughs> he's the new guy that does the afternoon show. With I heard a new voice. Ryan and Harris. Was not aware. And Moe was talking. I mean, because they were in a couple of... Hockey meccas, right? You're in Toronto, mm-hmm. and then you're in Montreal, and he was just talking about the number of media members who were there, especially guys who cover the league as a whole, because they wanted to get the Av story. Mm-hmm. They've 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 been kind of the uh, the center of the hockey universe for the past couple of weeks. It's cool. It's it, really it, cool. It feels like the Avs of yesteryear. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time they've lost in 2018. First time since December 27th of 2017. Do you, do you remember their last loss? Do you it remember? was Arizona here. Was, was it Arizona? Yeah. It was the start of that homestand. I think it was a six-game homestand. They lost to start it. And you heard me ask Michael Malone, because I think in the NBA, I don't want to take away from the Avs 
win streak. All right, I'm not taking it away. I can't. I just can't fathom the Nuggets winning 10 in a, 10 in a row in the NBA because there are too many potholes. There are too many. I mean, you're going to play Golden State. You're going to play at San Antonio where it's almost impossible to win, right? right? So asking the Nuggets to pull off what the Avs just did, I I don't know how that can work. I almost think it's harder in hockey, though, because there's so much randomness to hockey, right? Like th- there's a reason why an eight seed can beat a one seed in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it doesn't happen very often in the NBA. But that it, randomness is why you can pull it off, though. Perhaps, perhaps. But, like, you know, games tend to be two to one, three to two. So a bad bounce or two, all of a sudden you you lose a game that you probably should have won. In, in the NBA, and maybe not during the regular season, but in the NBA, Typically speaking, the better team wins. Dude, what's funny about it, in the NBA, you just said eight versus one. An eight seed in the Western Conference will not beat a one seed. They have no shot. They may not win a game. If they win a game, it will be considered a victory. It will not happen. In hockey, not only can it happen, we've seen it happen recently. We've seen the eight seed win the entire damn cup. Yeah, weren't the Kings a couple of years ago the eight seed? Yeah. What, What was Nashville? They might have been an eight. They were six, seven, the, the, eight, the somewhere The point there. is, it's not necessarily how you play the entire regular season. It's how you go into the postseason. The NHL is all about get into the tournament. It really, really is. If you get in, if you're in the bracket, you have a shot. You have a shot. Because a goaltender can get hot. I mean, there's the cliche kind of things. Or you can have a couple of games that you shouldn't win. But again, you get a weird bounce off someone's stick or someone's skate or off the boards, and all of a sudden you win a game or two that you shouldn't win, and Lord only knows what can happen. Uh, Michael Malone's comments, he did not tell us what he plans on doing with the starting lineup. He's going to take it on a game-per-game basis, but he did acknowledge that Will Barton will start again, Yeah, uh, which means Wilson Chandler will come off the bench. I like that move. I like it, too, because I thought it, it sparked Wilson Chandler. Yeah. I thought it did, too. He came off the bench with a little more verve. Yeah, and, you know, the, my concern when they started putting Will Barton into the starting lineup, especially when it, when he came in and Plumlee came out, then you look at the bench and you're like, well, who's going to score? I mean, who who can put the, the ball in the in, in the hoop? I like, I think Wilson Chandler being that guy coming off the bench that, all right, he's, he's your scorer in that group, um, I think makes a lot of sense. I also thought, and he was careful not to put too much pressure on a 20-year-old, but... I think Coach Malone, if I'm reading between the lines, agrees with me when it comes to Jamal Murray. He's the guy? He's the guy. He's the guy. He can finish. He can knock down shots. He brings it every night. You know, look, you don't expect him to score 35 points every night. I get that. But he can be the guy. So let me ask you this. If they're playing the New York Knickerbockers tomorrow night and it's a one-point game with 10 seconds to play and Michael Malone's in the huddle drawing up a play – does he automatically go to Jamal Murray now? Is he the go-to guy? I Has would. he earned that already? I would. I mean, because if, if, if the guy if the defender plays off him, he can knock down the jump shot. If he plays on him, I trust Jamal Murray to go to the hoop and find a way to finish. He he can finish at the rim. Will the other veterans on the team, Will Barton, relent in his role? Will he say, okay, kid, it's yours now? That That's the other part of the equation. I get it. You're, you're right. You're talking the reality you know, of the you know situation. <laughs> there, but, there are still egos that you have to yeah, manage. But you know what? Here's how I would answer that. I would say, guys, come on in here. Now, on this whiteboard, I'm going to write up here um, every guy who has appeared in an All-Star game. And if when your name's on here, then you can, pl- can complain about who we're going to at the end of games. And that would be the end of my discussion. 
We have uh, found the coach. We have found he is alive and well. And we will discuss hockey with the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, Jared Bednar, next on the Altitude 950 Vic Lombardi Show. The Denver Nuggets. The Colorado Avalanche. That's our thing. And that's why no one has more nugs and abs tickets than Altitude 950. Yeah! He just does it all the time! Keep it on all day for your chance to win and get ready. Crowd comes to its feet at Pepsi Center. We've got more ultimate VIP experiences coming soon. I'll get fancy on you. Yeah, right at the horn. On Altitude 950. Nathan McKinnon! Bring the family to Pepsi Center and be a part of the excitement of Avalanche Hockey with a family night package. Get four tickets, four Pepsis, and four chicken tenders for only $120. Visit ColoradoAvalanche.com to reserve your package today. As you're pulling into the driveway, you notice your garage door is open, but you didn't open it. Thieves found an easy way in and out. Don't let this happen to you. This is Mark Chapkis, owner of Family Garage Door. Let us come show you the latest in high-tech security features from LiftMaster, including cell phone alerts when the door goes up and automatic deadbolts to lock it down. Please visit us at FamilyGarageDoor.com to schedule your free in-home consultation. That's FamilyGarageDoor.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. There is a delay in the Boulder Turnpike. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. It is an accident clearing off the right-end center lanes of westbound Boulder Turnpike, Highway 36, after the 92nd Avenue Bridge. Uh, watch for that left lane to be getting by there and causing a delay. 270 eastbound running slow, I-25 to York. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Back to the near side, EJ up top, McKinnon. Looks, holds, shoots, stop! It might have been deflected, but right now we'll give it to Nathan McKinnon as he rips it inside the blue line all the way down the slotted in. Before last night, it was December 27th of 2017, the last time the Colorado Avalanche lost a professional hockey game. Lost last night to the Montreal Canadiens 4-2. Road trip continues in St. Louis, which is where we find the head coach of the Avs, Jared Bednar. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Very, very good. Hey, uh, first question, does it feel at all like a weight is lifted off the shoulders. All right? It's one thing to go into Canada and play hockey. You know you're going to get the media attention. It's another thing to carry a double-digit win streak to Canada where you are the talk of the sport. I'm sure it was like a carnival-like experience wherever you went. Well, I mean, it was exciting, and I think for good reason. Our guys kind of built the built it up around them and got the 10, 10 games in a row, and I it's disappointing. It's not. It's not like a weight's lifted off us. I think our guys were enjoying it. We were having fun. It was, you know, we had a, a desire to keep that going. And you know, last night we just, you know, I don't want to make excuses. It just didn't look like we had our legs. I think our, our try was there, but we just didn't have the 
energy and legs to sort of push through any checks. We couldn't get to the interior of the ice. We, we didn't have the extra jump needed to, to create scoring chances or put enough pressure on, on Montreal to create turnovers and scoring chances. And, you know, they basically doubled us up in every, in every category, you know, shots, goals, hits, everything that uh, you kind of measure your game by. They, they doubled us up on it. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing to go, but now it's it's our job to get some rest here and uh, and try to start another streak because uh, the standings are tight. People are going to say that uh, Montreal out physicaled you last night that they you know got to the puck first, and I think that's all a a result of being tired, being fatigued. I mean, of course they're going to look more physical. You guys playing a back to back. I almost write that up. That's one of those schedule losses, and I I know you hate that term. Coaches hate it. But back to back after the the trip you've been on, that ain't easy, man. You're automatically going to lack energy. Yeah, it was. You know, the backs back to backs are tough, and, and we've had some games this year where we've come out energized and felt really good. But there's the the, the Toronto games an emotional game because you're at the so-called center of the hockey mm-hmm. universe and. And there's a lot of tension around that game because we were going for ten in a row, and uh, it was and it was a hard fought game. It had really good pace, and, and then you kind of get in and, in Montreal, and, and it's the same thing again. So it can wear on you mentally a little bit too. And they were a hungry team. You, you have to give them credit. They they lost a couple in a row here um, to the Bruins, and 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 they came out hungry. They're trying. They're in a position. They're trying to turn it around. They're at home. They're always a really tough team at, uh, at home in Montreal. And, you know, we were a little bit of the opposite. And next thing you know, it's you, you just don't have it. And and against a team like Montreal at home, you have to have it. But they but they, they played well. They were physical, and they came after us right from the start. And, and we, we were trying to muster some energy and, and some get-up-and-go and create some scoring chances. But we just... We just couldn't get it done. Coach, given the streak, did you feel uh, any pressure, for lack of a better term, to kind of keep doing the same things that you had been doing and not change things up that maybe you would have on the second game of a back-to-back if you weren't in the middle of a 10-game winning streak? Did, did that pressure or did that come into play at all? I, I, I saw that, yeah. There was certainly times uh, that, that I was thinking about mixing things up just a little bit on the bench and actually did as the game went on just because we we only had five shots in the first period and five in the second and but you, you, it was kind of one of those situations for me where you go with what got you there and you know the McKinnon line didn't have a bunch of jump and then they kind of started to find their legs as the game went on so the patience paid off and, and, and lots of times when you're just changing things to change things to try to spark your team it, it, it doesn't work it's just it's just trying to catch, you know, magic in a bottle for a split second and, and, and try to give your team life to get going. And you, at the end of the day, you need you need the players to make the, make the plays and and have that energy. And I, our want was there. That's what. That's the one thing I'm not disappointed in. Our want was there. I just I I'll chalk that one up to to the energy level of our team. And we've been so good for for so long here now that. You know, our guys have given me confidence in our group, and and I believe in those guys. So it was just just not a great night. And 
you know, it, it, it's just important for us to move past the winning streak now. Mm. The, you know, teams in the past have, have kind of uh, come out and, and faltered a little bit after something like this is an emotional letdown, and, and we're not in a position, you know, as good as that was, we're only just climbing into the race here, and, and we we got a long way to go here on the season, and we know where we want to be at the end of it, and to give yourself a spot in the dance, you can't you can't take games off. So this will, this will be a big one here for us to bounce back tomorrow night. It won't be easy, but us as coaches got to try and get them fired up and ready to go and get back on things, uh, uh, so we can earn the most valuable two points. You've got St. Louis uh, right before the All Star break, uh, and, and I know. It's been a tough dance for you. You don't want to wear anybody out. Jonathan Bernier played well last night. It wasn't his fault. I, I thought he played with some energy. But it, did you ever have any? Did you ever have the need to maybe rest him, or the streak was just too important? You guys had things rolling. At what point did you say he's got to play every game? Well, I checked in with him. You know, that's that communication. Just talk with him. How you feeling? And it kind of takes that that streak takes on a life of its own, and the same with the players. They're anxious to come to the rink. They're anxious to get going again. The the it's almost like you can't play enough because you're you excited about trying to keep it going, and you're nervous that it might not happen. So game time's a fun time, and, and checking in with our players, they were energized through the whole thing. Now with Burns was the same thing. It's just. If he's feeling good, he was going to go because he's hot, and 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 that's that's something that he's earned that that respect and that and and to get the starts if they're there, and it'd be no different than I treated any other starter that we have when they're feeling good and playing well, they want to go. Then then I think it's a coach's job to put him in and play. So last night would have been the, the only time that that I wanted to just make sure he was fresh the next day and feeling good and and. You're right. I thought he. I thought he was our best player. I mean, he gave us a chance all night. We gave up some some opportunities, especially on the penalty kill. Their power play was exceptional last night. We gave up some chances there, and he kept us in it. He gave us a chance to to win the hockey game. We just couldn't get enough going at the other end of the rink. Uh, Varley obviously not expected back till after the All Star break. He's not in the mix for St. Louis, correct? No, he's not. No, he's he's been skating here. Um, you know, he started on the ice with not really going down and just, you know, doing some conditioning, skating, and then uh, stopping some pucks. And now he's into the te- technique stuff, going down and moving around and getting more active in the crease. And and then we'll keep working with him through uh, this week and All Star break and pick a pick a time to uh, get him back in the net based on uh, practices with the team and whatnot. Uh, coach, is that, by the way, is that the longest streak you've ever been a part of as a coach or player in the game? Um, no, no. Really? I, was, I think I did, uh, tw- we did 12 one year. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it, was, like- it, was the, it was the most fun one because <laughs> it, uh, it was in the National Hockey League and it was, you know, but going through what we went through last year, I think. Something like that can, you know, has has done wonders for our team's confidence, and um, we're just talking about staying grounded. Like rebounding from losses is really important because you can't let those string together, and you need the, you know, you got to respect the two points. There's two points on the line every night, and you need them in order to, 
you know, to get, stay in the race and, and climb the standings. And it's equally as important to stay grounded when you go through something like this. I love what it's done for the energy around Denver. I, we got to thank our fans for the for this homestand. And, I mean, they were amazing, and our guys really enjoyed playing in front of them. That helped propel us. But it's you, we got to stay grounded because there's so much season to go. I've said it a lot. This is a marathon, and and we've only we're, we're just over halfway there. So there's a lot of hockey to be played. I like to see another streak like that before this thing's over. Well, I'm sure you've talked to your boys about just life on the road. Better get used to it. Next four straight are on the road. Then I believe you've got what uh, thirteen of of seventeen, whatever. I mean that is. That is amazing. The, the the road trips you're going to have to face here to close the month of February. You better adjust yourself for life on the road. Otherwise, uh, you know, things can turn. I'm sure you've had that conversation. Yep, we have. That's exactly it. The, 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 the games coming up in the next three weeks is, you know, that's the price we pay for having the long home stand. And, and, we, and we enjoyed that and we made the most of it. But we now we got to go and grind and and. You know, the, the likely chance of a long streak is, is not good, but we've got to grind out our wins, and we've got to keep trying to find a way that, to, to, to win two of the three games here against tough opponents and tough buildings and, and, and stay in this thing, and, that, and, that, and that's our goal. It's, it's, this is going to be some work here for the next few weeks. Coach, I, I've been meaning to ask you watching the Toronto game, and that was awesome because that's the first time during the streak that you trailed in a game, you actually were losing two to one and came back to win. But in that game, you uh, issued a, a a challenge to that goal that became disallowed. What did you see there? Because when I saw it, I was like, why? Why was that goalie interference? How did that come across your mind? Yeah, well, I originally liked uh, Matthew's position, like he was not um, interfering with Bernier. But when the shot came to the net and the play was made to the net from the from Bernier's right side, Matthews came straight in, and he got a stick and part of his like body in between Bernier's blocker and his body. So he basically took his right hand, right hand, and and blocker and, and held it to the to his right side of the net. And then the puck was shot and went off the skate on on the left side of the net. So he took get over there without opening himself up and it's exactly what happened he tried to get over just a little bit um and, and it went off the guy's skate and behind him and then Matthews poked it in had that play happened without his stick coming in between Bernier's blocker and the and the puck hit his skate and went behind uh Bernier and Matthews skated in and, and punched it in the net he's allowed to go in there to get the puck but he was in there early before the puck ever came hmm. to the net so that that's just something we always looked at and made a judgment call early. Sometimes you just never know which way those things are going. I've looked at you know one of the ones we lost at home in the Edo one, and and I thought there's no chance that's goal interference. That's a good goal. That's well, that goal's now <laughs> get ready to line it up, and yeah. they came back no goal. Yeah. You know, and that wasn't being biased. I just I, I, you see them on different sides all the time, but there's there's certain intricacies that the refs look for and. You just got to trust the way they the way they review it, and hopefully it goes your way. Mike Chambers of the Post uh, reported that Sam Gerrard had like 400 people show up to that Montreal game last night. Is that true? Did he have that many family and friends <laughs> at the game? 
He did. Yeah. My God. He, he grew up. He grew up in a in a smaller town, about five hours from Montreal, and um, he played in the Quebec League, and and uh, you know he's nineteen, getting his first year in the NHL, and I'll tell you, it was exciting for him. I was talking to him. He was wired. When we got in from Toronto, I said, hey, you got anyone coming to the game tomorrow? Goes, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, who's coming? The family all coming up? He goes, oh, there's about three, four hundred. He goes, I think it's looking more like four hundred. Now, they had two <laughs> they had tour buses pull in and uh, unload. He, it was like he had a whole section. So, really exciting, mm-hmm. exciting for him. I, I wish we could have won the game for him. But, he, you know, he was in good spirits seeing his his friends and family, so that's what it's about. You know, I'm sure he had a good time playing the game. He played pretty well last night. He was skating and moving and energized, you know, for, for obvious reasons. But the rest of us just couldn't uh, muster that energy last night. Well, Coach, um, for, for all of us here and, and every Avalanche fan, just want to thank you, man. This, this has been a fun ride, and we don't see streaks like this too often in pro sports, uh, let alone your own team. Um, you guys have to have a confidence about you. I know you're going to St. Louis and you want to finish the road trip in style before the All-Star break, but a month ago you looked at the standings and St. Louis wasn't even in reach. St. Louis was so far ahead. Now they're only four points in front, man. When you look at your situation, you got to be saying, we could reel some of these teams in, can't we? Yeah, there's there's, there's no question that the, the pack is tightened up here now. Um you know, it doesn't look like we've moved that far up the standings, but when, when you start looking at the, the gap between the, the points on all these teams, there's a lot of hockey to be played. So it's it's not just going to be winning hockey games down the stretch. It's going to be winning the right hockey games down the stretch in order to uh, move up. And, the, and these divisional games are huge. So four-point game on the, on the line tomorrow night for us, and a chance to creep even closer to them. So... We're going to be ready. It should be an interesting one. Coach, thanks again, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Vic. Jared Bednar, head coach of the Avs, after uh, carrying that weight of a 10-game win streak. You know, I think he said it best, and that's why I alluded to the carnival-like experience that that you get when you win 10 in a row. And to have that circus go from city to city in Canada, right, the media comes out in droves to visit teams anyway when you're up in Canada. But to have a 10-game win streak, just imagine that. You're in Toronto. You're in Montreal. You've won 10 in a row. You're the hottest team in hockey. Those people just love that stuff. I mean, it must have been insane. But in a great way, right? Yes. Like to, to, to be getting that attention, this is a team that hasn't been in that the center of that storm, the eye of that storm in a long time. Let's be honest. A year ago, they were irrelevant at this time. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, to be in that, I think is great. I think it gives everybody a taste of, hey, here's where we want to get to. Yeah. This is the kind of thing we want to be a part of all the time. Not a 10-game winning streak, but like playoffs and important games and those kind of things. It sort of sets the stage. I also thought it was really interesting. He was very honest about the fact that, yeah, it was a 10-game winning streak, so I wasn't going to change things. Exactly. That he maybe would have changed if they had yeah. just been, you know, 8-2 and two yeah. in the last 10. But you can't. You can't touch it. And I appreciate the honesty because you're right. You can't touch mm-hmm. it. But in hindsight, you look at that and go, well, okay, we, we had to ride it as long as we could, but I, maybe we would have done I, something I need different. one of you hockey folks to do some research for me, homework assignment. I want you to see if there's ever been a team, I'm sure there was, that reached a double-digit win streak in the NHL that did not make the playoffs. I'm just curious. Ooh. 
I, I find that hard to believe. I'm looking at the Avs' longest streaks of all time. All right, their 12-game win streak. They got to the conference finals. Other streaks, they've always made the playoffs when they've won eight or more in a row. Let's turn Marty O loose on this, right? It can't be that hard to find 10-plus game win streaks in I the NHL. I don't know what website to look at for He's, that crap. No, Mar- Marty can figure it out. All right, good. Marty, you do it. It's 8.02. You got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Back in a minute. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche are in St. Louis to take on the Blues. The puck drops at 6 o'clock with a pregame show, getting away at 5.35. Mark Mosier, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche, home of the Nuggets. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Ma and I had a great relationship. We're, we're always talking with each other. Uh, he, he accepts coaching. That's what I love about the kid. You can coach him hard. He knows that I care about him. I think that's what allows me to coach him the way I do. I'm sure everybody will expect 35-plus again tomorrow night against New York, but when you're 20 years old in your second year, there are lots of ups and downs, and that is the reality of being a young player in the NBA. Well, it, I mean, it was exciting, and, and I think for good reason. Our guys kind of... Built the built it up around them and got the ten ten games in a row and I, it, it's disappointing. It's not it's not like a weight's lifted off us. I think our guys are enjoying it. We're having fun. It was you know we had a, a desire to keep that going and you know last night we just you know I don't want to make excuses. It just didn't look like we had our leg. Coach Bednar, Coach Malone, back-to-back on Altitude 950. I'd like to thank both coaches for joining us, as they do on a consistent basis on these airwaves. 30933 is the text line if you have any questions or comments about what you just heard there. Um, we skipped our piping hot takes to begin the show because we had both coaches. Jeff Legwald is going to be later, but we might as well get to it now. Let's just get it over with. Let's get it done with. You came in with some piping hot takes. We want to hear them. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Well, we've arrived at that time of the year for the Broncos. It is the off-season. Super Bowl week, uh... Next week, but it is the off season for the Broncos, and this is the time of year where size definitely matters. Hand size. <laughs> hand size from the Senior Bowl. That's all we're getting now. What is your hand size? We will measure our hands a little later in the program. We, uh, we got all of the measurements from Baker Mayfield yesterday, and his height came in at 6003. Whatever the hell that means. 6003 is how the NFL and the NFL beat writers measure height. What is that again? Uh, that's six foot, zero inches, and three eighths. Here's what I don't like about this time of year. Because everything that we've invested in the college season is now gone. All that video, all those games, all the hubbub, watching guys like Baker Mayfield play the game. Now it means nothing because we invest all of our time and effort into measurements, psychological tests, made-up exhibition all-star games, 
everything that we know about Baker Mayfield means nothing because what has he done at the Senior Bowl? How tall is he? What's his hand size? Now comes word that Baker Mayfield may not even play in the game this Saturday. He was asked, how do you expect to play this week? He responded, well, we'll see. I'll address it later, whether or not he plays. He may not even play Saturday. He shouldn't. He's going to practice this week as the Broncos coaching staff is coaching him, but he may not play in the game. So you know what's going to happen, right? Oh, Broncos can't touch this guy. I mean, look at him. He's a prima donna. He's not going to play in the game. I mean, what? Why would you want to draft a guy that refuses to play in the all? This is what happens. Doubt creeps into our evaluations. Hand sizes suddenly mean something. Height. I mean, this is all stupid stuff. What did he do on the playing field? What did he do when it mattered most? In the clutch? In the games? Against opposition? I don't care about measurements. Measurements like stats are for losers. Yes, I said it. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. The how many uh, members of the media locally are in Mobile, Alabama? Was it ninety seven? Cities. Look at the traffic. It's beautiful outside. Half the city's gone. Nobody's, Everybody's, on, there. The yeah. Nobody's on the streets. Nobody's on the streets. And there's been a lot of news, but there was one thing that kind of struck me as odd. The Broncos are making sure Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen practice from under center. Why do they continue to insist on forcing a square peg into a round hole? Gary Kubiak's back in the building. He's down in Mobile. His influence is back in terms of what the Broncos are going to do. They did it with Peyton Manning. It was a mistake. They failed to use Paxton Lynch in a way that suits his skill set. Now, there's all sorts of problems with Paxton Lynch. And while I think I've been overall right on the Broncos situation, I will admit that you had it right in terms of his approach and his, you know, his focus and his mental uh, acumen for the game, all those kind of things. But they also didn't design an offense that that suited his skill set. They didn't. They always try to force a square peg into a round hole. They're, it sounds like they're going to try and do it with whoever they draft at quarterback this year, if they draft one, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. Why? Why? You know how many teams ran a majority of their plays from under center last year in the NFL? I don't know. Eight. One quarter. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. 72% of the time, they were in shotgun. It, 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 under center doesn't matter anymore. Matthew Stafford was in shotgun 76% of the time. Overall, the league was in shotgun, all 32 teams, 58% of the time. It's 2017, Broncos. It's not, or 2018. It's not 1997, 1998. You're not running the Mike Shanahan offense. It's not zone read time. Stop living in the past. Stop forcing a square peg into a round hole. Although I didn't know the year. I guess I'm living in the past. This whole notion that they have to be able to play under center. Why? Do what Doug Peterson did. He took Carson Wentz. Took the things he did well in college, developed an offense around that, and I know Carson Wentz isn't there, but he's a big, in terms of Super Bowl, but he's a big reason they were in position and had the number one seed, and Nick Foles could get the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Take the best player, find what they do well, and build around that. Stop trying to change these guys and force a square peg into a round hole, and the Broncos coaching staff is down in Mobile, Alabama, doing it once again. I'm not so sure because listening to Coach Vance Joseph talk about the, what do they call it? The 
RPO, run pass option. Mm -hmm. He seems to think that every offense should have a semblance of RPO. And he may be saying in code words that they're going to embrace the RPO. Well, I hope so. But we also heard and saw a lot of photos of, hey, here's Baker Mayfield under center. They want him to work on his drops. Hey, Baker Mayfield didn't look comfortable throwing from under center. He needs to work on his footwork. Why? Why? Put him in shotgun and let him go. Peyton Manning, when he was at his best, was in shotgun all the time. You can run out of shotgun. It just it drives me crazy. They just they're they're living twenty years ago. Move on. Zeno on the text line in reaction to my hot take about measurements. Says here, Mayfield may only be 5'11". Elway's not going to draft him. Well, we all, we all, we know that he's not 5'11". He's 6'003", whatever that means. Yeah, we know. He's not 5'11". It doesn't start with 5. All right, he's 6'003". And you know who's 5'11"? Russell Wilson is 5'11". Should they have drafted Russell Wilson? He's 5'11". He's 5'001". Whatever the hell that... No, I think he'd be 5'1110". 5'11 and no 8. Is that what that is? I think he's 5'1110". I think I've figured this code out. Have you? I think so. Okay, good, because we're going to do it on our on our own bodies. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the tailor and they pull the tape out? Old Taylor Ted, man. He was so uh... good at that. He pulled that tape out and started measuring everywhere and like throwing yeah. numbers... Hey, um, Marty, do you have the Taylor tape with you? All right, good. We're going to do that. Are we going to really measure my dome? We're going to measure every every body part. <laughs> it matters. Body part size matter. Oh, they matter man. in the NFL. They matter on radio. Oh, my God. See see how you laugh? I don't disagree. See how, see how stupid it is? See how stupid? When you watch, I was thinking about this the other day. When you watch Steph Curry play basketball, at any point, do you worry about his hand size? Uh, no, you don't. Ever. Do you ever does that ever come into play? Does his height ever come into play when you watch Steph Curry play basketball? Nope. Nope. What? What are we, what are we doing? I don't know. We've been watching highlights what, of Michael what, Adams. What are we do? What are we doing? It didn't matter. Earl Boykins is here. What's wrong with us? Every Wednesday, it didn't matter. I don't know. It's because they have to have something to talk about, man. What, what are they going to talk about? Doing. It makes zero sense. Can you play or not? Why is that such a novel concept? Here's what we're going to do when we come back. Honestly, this is a radio medium. We speak for a living. We are going to measure our tongues. <laughs> Tongue sizes will be revealed next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Viking Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes, so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call. 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? 
I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th is Colorado's first choice. Come see why during our Start Something New event. As your number one volume dealer, we have over 1,000 vehicles to choose from. Like Lisa 2018 Jeep Cherokee for only $2.99 a month. It's how we say thanks for making us Colorado's number one volume dealer yet again. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th. LHMDenverJeep.com. Driven by you. Lease for 39 months, 29 dollars signing 10,000 allowable miles per year. No security deposit, 395 disposition fee to at least and Rebates include 2,500 Denver, D.C. Lease cash, 1,000 conquest, lease cash. Price includes 599 dealer, plus tax title and license expires 13118. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom, you're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. Bell & Pollock. Our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Hey, guys, listen up here. We all want those hearty home-style meals. You know, the juicy burgers and the chicken fried steak. Don't forget the dessert. But who has time to cook those at night when you're ready to watch the game? That's why when I'm craving a delicious home-style meal, I go to Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi for the Black Eyed Pea, my go-to for home-style cooking. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Juicy half-pound burgers, ribeye steak, and seared salmon. Forget about the wait time. Black Eyed Pea will have your entrees out in 15 minutes or less. And they have a great craft beer selection and full bar. Whether you're looking to enjoy your homestyle favorite at the restaurant or takeout, the Black Eyed Pea is a Colorado and Vic Lombardi favorite. Locally owned and operated with nine front range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and their entire homestyle menu. Black Eyed Pea. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at ColoradoMammoth.com. 
the Altitude 950 traffic update. Very slow traffic northbound I-25 Ridgegate Parkway through to Yale and between Broadway and 6th Avenue where there was an earlier crash. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Also expect delays northbound I-25 making your approach to 20th where there's a crash clearing off the right lane right shoulder. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Where, where are you at in terms of uh, lineup and who's going to be out there to start the game? Yeah, it's really, I mean, I've been kind of taking it game by game lately. Uh, the one thing I will stay with, I think Will Barton will stay in the starting lineup. You know, I made that decision to bring Wilson Chandler off the bench. Uh, I think it really it's, it's, it's better for Wilson. And more importantly, I think it's better for our team. Uh, and, and you put Will Barton out there. The decision for me comes down to Nikola Jokic will start. Now, is it going to be alongside Mason Plumley, or will it be alongside Trey Lyles, or would it be alongside Wilson Chandler at the four? So I'll make that decision kind of tomorrow. Interesting. Will Barton is staying in the starting lineup. Uh, but the four is the uh, big question mark for Michael Malone. He joined us in the first hour on the program along with Jared Bednar. At the Vic Lombardi show here. Um, I asked the question, has there ever been a team recently with a double digit win streak? Win streak, not a, not an unbeaten streak, not the same thing, mind you. Win streak. Has there been a team with a double digit win streak in the NHL not to make the playoffs? A couple of people say, I think Philly did it a couple of years ago. One person on Twitter says, look into the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they did. I don't need, I think. I need to know. Yeah, we I don't. To, I, you know, this this whole, I think. I mean, I can think, too. I need to know. We don't I need, need facts. I think a couple years ago. Uh, no, that doesn't work. We need 2014 Philadelphia Flyers won 11 straight yes. in the playoffs. Or whatever. We need the facts. I want it exact. I need exact measurements. Uh, during that break, we did something that I never thought we'd do on this program. Marty O brought in his tailor-made tape here. Did, where did you get this, Marty? You, you own this? You own tailor tape? Yeah, when I was uh, measuring myself for the wedding, for the uh, suit. Oh, I got it. But why did you have it on you today? Yeah, because he uh, knew we were going to do this. I That's knew we why. were measuring hands today. Oh, okay. Good job, buddy. Good right. job. So we're measuring body parts on the show because, obviously... Uh, the Senior Bowl, if it's taught us anything, body part measurements, essential to success in the world. Yes. If you've never had your hand measured, I mean, you're a nobody. Yeah, you don't you don't know anything about yourself. What are you if you haven't had your hand measured? Um, our first two measurements, in case you're wondering, head and hand, for those of us in attendance this morning. Hand measurements. Vic coming in at nine and a quarter which would be smaller than all the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl right Yes. Now, to be expected. Yes. Nine and a quarter. James' hand measurement, your hand's actually smaller than mine. Nine and an eighth. Correct. Small hands. <laughs> Marty, nine and a half. Yeah. And Jesse, I'm, do you even have hands? Nine even. You have to be smaller for the board here. Oh. Yeah. Yep. That was, uh, that was part of the... Requirements to get hired. Marty, can you palm a basketball? Because I occasionally can, depending on where you hold the basketball. 
I can palm one. The, okay. A girl's ball? Yeah, no that's problem. Easy. That's not a problem. If it's one of those really tacky, oh, you can't shut up balls. I can, I can palm it. Okay, so right now leading the charge is um, Marty at nine and a half in the hand division. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the head. We were all basically in the same ballpark, though. Okay, let's go to the head. This just is all over the map here. <laughs> Smallest head among us, Jesse, twenty and a half. I think he needed that to, to run the board. When they give you the official head measurements, like hat measurements, what what are they using? There? I don't know. I don't know how they come because up with all we did was we took this tape and we took it around the dome. We did a circumference in circumference of inches, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Jesse was twenty and a half inches. Smallest head among us. You had the who was the outfielder for the uh, Rockies that always looked like he had a small dome with the oversized hat? Remember, Come Juan on. Pierre. Juan Pierre. Yeah, Jesse's the Jesse's, Juan Pierre of the bunch. Jesse's Juan Pierre. Um, I have the smack, I have the second smallest dome at twenty-two inches in circumference. Exactly, <laughs> an inch and a half ahead of Jesse. There. That's. I mean, my head is huge compared. To, how do you find a hat that fits you? It's actually pretty easy. Go to the kid size. <laughs> Do you really wear a kid hat? No, I, I wear a That's seven. Funny. It fits fine. That's funny. I'm 22 inches. Marty's 22 and a half. So you guys are in the same ballpark. Okay, about the same hat size. And then you've got Manchester. <laughs> if you were at the Senior Bowl and they were measuring head, cranium, uh, Twitter would explode. They would have to find a special helmet for you. Like the movie in the, the Blind Side, where they had to find special shoes, and so yeah. they'd have to go out and make a helmet for your dome. In this race, I'm like Secretariat at the Belmont. Manchester's head size circumference in inches, <laughs> twenty four and a half, a full two and a half inches bigger than Jess, my head, and four and a half inches bigger than Jess's head. It's more than two feet to go around my head. Two feet. Dude, you have like small moons orbiting your dome. And I have, it's not hair. I don't, I have the shortest haircut you can possibly have. I do have, I could, I could have things orbiting it. That is phenomenal. 24 and a half. I didn't even think it would be that much of a runaway. Um, on the text line, 3490, I swear I read one time Dr. J's hands were like 11 or 12 inches. You know, he's got enormous hands. It's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Look at that man's hands. Crazy. You know who else has huge hands? Gary Harris. See, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm. Ta- can I borrow this today, Marty? Thank you. For, I, I'm going to take this to the uh, Nugget Social tonight. I'm just going to start measuring hands. Now we think we're doing this right. We're doing from tip of the thumb to tip of the pinky. Yes, we assume we are. I, I think that's correct. It's got to be right. It's I don't know how else you would do it. Yeah. So that seems to make the most sense. Um, that seems like that would be your grip. We work in radio. Hand size, head size, really doesn't matter. By the way, uh, somebody on the text line suggests a new nickname for you, Manchester, Fathead. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I think head size matters. You know, there's a reason why I've been getting things right, but whatever. If we're going to measure a body part that matters when it comes to radio, you can't really, you know, you can't measure the brain. Well, I think we did, but okay. I mean, there's something in there. Yes. We can't measure. I guess we can measure our ears, but I think yeah. the one thing that matters most is tongue size. Uh, I'm not measuring with that. Nope, ain't doing it. 
All right, hold on. Ain't doing it. This is grosser than when you blew your nose onto paper. Which one is inches here? I'm not watching. Wh- which this. side is inches? This I'm one? I'm not watching. All right. I'm going to place this in my mouth. Do you want me to go tongue width, depth? Wh- which way do you want me to go? I don't want you to do either. I'm Vic. doing it. Then this do width. Do hey, width. That's if less these people gross. are going to go to freaking Mobile and send back these ridiculous measurements, I'm giving my own. This is disgusting. Oh, my goodness. It looks like he's got a tapeworm. Like, literally, it looks like he's got a tapeworm. Four inches. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Four inches length. Let's go Let's go depth. Let's go uh, thickness. Now, hold on a second. Oh, my God. We're doing this at this moment instead of the power five. Two and Which a fourth. What are going to do next? Two and a fourth. So, two and a quarter. Yeah. So, O, O, two, yeah. two, because that's two eighths. He's got a four inch tongue, damn it. Pretty impressive. You can keep that tape measure, thanks. <laughs> I was going to keep it regardless. Oh, my goodness. Little do they know tonight when I'm measuring Gary Harris's hand, this thing was in my mouth. Oh, God. It, well, you put it in your mouth after we'd all been measuring our oh, heads, our hands. Well, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. I bet you he measured all those damn groomsmen under their arms. Armpits. Yes, exactly. I and eight armpit inseams. I don't know what you're doing. Disgusting. Vic. I learned two things about myself. I've got large tongue, and Jesse's got a Juan Pierre-sized head. By the way, there's something that better be in Marty O's Sugar Fix today. Sugar Fix coming up in about 15 minutes. Up next, our Power 5 question of the day on Altitude 950. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. Come enjoy the fastest sport on two feet and where we play by our own rules. Pepsi scores! There's always great lacrosse action and something for everyone to enjoy. You may not be prepared for us. But all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss us. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, 
you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at farlandcars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Hey, Scott Aces here. Gentlemen, when it comes to your health and your quality of life, knowing your numbers is essential. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy. It can raise your cholesterol levels, cause weight gain, and lose muscle mass. At Low T Center, they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked. Treatment is covered by most health insurance and results in about 20 minutes. Give them a call, 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698. Or get online. It's thelowtcenter.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Slow traffic on northbound I-25 between Ridgegate Parkway and downtown. There was a car fire. Three right lanes may still be blocked north of Alameda with fire crews on scene. It looks like that van fire is out. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life and an accident clearing northbound I-25 approaching 20th, keeping traffic slow. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Jeff Legwald, 930, live from the Senior Bowl. By the way, Leggy uh, penned this in the ESPN.com website today. Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield arrived at the Senior Bowl Tuesday did not specify whether or not he will play in the Senior Bowl game on Saturday. He was asked point blank about the game, and he said, quote, we'll see, I'll address it later. He may not even play in this thing. I wouldn't if I were him. I think there's more risk than reward. You go out there and you're playing behind an offensive line you don't know, you're playing with receivers you don't know. Why is he there? Eh, To do the measurables. And then, you know, I think you can, I think you can glean some info about these guys from practice uh, more than you can from their pro day where it's completely scripted. But I think the game, I think the game just has the chance to be the kind of uncontrolled environment and or chaos that I wouldn't want to be a part of if I was the quarterback. I really wouldn't. You're not, you don't, you, you haven't had a chance to, to scout the other team to kind of game plan what they're doing. I would want no part of it. I really wouldn't. From the, um, Text line 30933. Four years of college, Vic, and you're measuring your tongue. Go fighting Irish. Yeah. yeah. Great point. Um, this this person says, I'm with Chester. I have a head size 25 and one eighths. That's ridiculous. Wow. Dude. That's, that's, like, I'm not, I'm not buying There's that. There's no way your head's that big. I've seen Chester's head, and his head's enormous. Yeah. I can't find a hat that'll fit me. There's no way somebody's got this dome by almost an inch. No way. I don't, I don't know. I'm calling BS. Um, we finally got some facts, we assume, from uh, 2167. I asked the last NHL team to achieve a double-digit win streak and not make the postseason. According to this texter, the 2016-17 Flyers, they won from 11-27 to 12-14, 10 in a row, and failed to make the postseason. That would be last year's version of the Philadelphia really? Flyers. So wait a minute. This One year it, ago, what happened? We, it happened a year ago, and we needed research wow. to do this. How do you have a 10-game win streak, though? And, and then the other 72 games, you must not be very good if you don't make the playoffs. Mm. If you get 20 points in a 10-game stretch, 
Don't you only really have to be probably 500 in the other 72 games? Essentially. To get in? You're right. I mean, if you can be that good for that long, two things have to happen. You have to have massive injuries, right? Your team has to just fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Which may, I, I, I don't know what happened to Philly last year. Massive injuries or just plain bad luck. It's hard to be that good ten times in a row and then not be good at all. Right, because let, let's take ties out because that makes the math hard. But if you, you have a ten-game winning streak, that's 20 points, right? If you went 500 in the other 72 games, that's another 72 points. That's 92 points. That gets you in almost every year, right? 92? Not this year. This year they expect yeah. that that number to be closer to 100 points to and make you, the not not the, the West in the Western Conference. Wow. Okay. Maybe 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 it is uh, more possible than it seems. That's why but. it's crazy, man? It's it's nuts. Here here are the Avs coming off a 10 game win streak, right? 10 game. And they currently own the eighth seed in the West, barely hanging on. Ten games in a row, and they're hanging on with the eighth seed. Time now for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. Do you know what that is? Uh, I believe it's a scene from Hamilton. I believe you're right. On Broadway. I've never seen Hamilton. Me either. But it's coming to Denver. I only know that because you told Jesse to find a clip from Hamilton. I could not have told you that was from Hamilton. If you have tickets to Hamilton, the performance here in Denver, you are one of the lucky few. I mean, that is as rare as they get. In fact, if you're listening to this show... And you have tickets to Hamilton. Somehow you found your way to win that lottery. Please text us or call us. I want to talk to you. I want to find out how you did it. Because it's almost impossible to find tickets to Hamilton here. Which leads to our Power 5 question of the day. How much would you pay for that ticket? How much have you paid for a ticket to a sporting event, a play, whatnot? What's the most you've paid? What's the most ridiculous price You've thrown out there to attend an event. Why? Well, I have my answer. And it was Super Bowl 48. And I was able to get my ticket through a friend who was able to get them at face value. I'll just leave it at that. So I paid face value for a Super Bowl ticket, which is hard to do. Okay. And I bought mine and my brother's uh, part of a birthday present that goes back a ways. And it was 800 bucks face value. Section 303, which I thought hell, was a good old hell of a deal today. 303 seemed like, all right, this is good. So it was uh, $800 to watch a 12-minute uh, Bruno Mars concert. My brother at Super Bowl 50 did not have tickets to the game. And I'm the dummy. I said, ah, just wait till game day. People will be scalping left and right. You'll be fine. He said, okay, great idea. Shows up at the parking lot there at Levi Stadium. Do you remember what happened that day? Do you remember the issue that took place? People selling fake tickets left and right. That would be infuriating. He was about to purchase a $5,000 ticket. Oh, my goodness. He had the cash. And I go, dude, first of all, you're paying five grand to go to a football game. Are you insane? People were paying that amount. He was about to buy a fake ticket when that person was caught. Somebody came out of the stadium and said, don't buy it from him. He's selling fake tickets. 
Really? Yes. He got lucky. Very fortunate. Otherwise, he'd have been stuck not even five grand less not watching the game. I remember all week, because we were out in San Francisco looking for tickets. And, you know, you would find some that were a couple grand. And I remember making the comment, if you could guarantee me they would win, I would pay $2,000 for that to, to I, be there. I would not. But it was easy for me to say because it was, you know, it was hypothetical. I wasn't, I didn't have to actually make the decision because nobody could guarantee me the win. But the $800 per ticket, the $1,600 I paid total to not cheer one time. I've never been to a sporting event where I never cheered. The Broncos had the snap go over Manning's head on the first play. There was never a moment to cheer in that game. Was It, it just was such a bitter pill to swallow that I wasn't going to spend big money and not know that they were going to win. I, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't, I could not invest that kind of money knowing even if they win because I'd always be questioning what the hell am I doing right now? Yeah, but to, if, to have the memory of being there to watch them win. You know, memories are born in different ways. My greatest memory watching the Broncos was from my friend Todd's living room when I was 12 True. years old. True. And look, I have great memories from that day of watching it in my mom and dad's basement and all the people that were there and going crazy. Yeah, you and don't have to. It, listen, man. Drinking every maybe bottle of wine I'm in the so house. so damn cheap. That could be, I'm the most frugal as, they, I'm a cheap ass. Are you cheap on everything though? Pretty much. Cause I'm pretty cheap, like, I'll wear the same clothes and shoes and stuff, like, I'm not uh, a, no, I'm, I spend I'm, see, them. you're a clothes guy. I'm more of a dinner and wine guy, like, I'll spend money on that that, you know, it's like, that was two hours and it's gone, but that's what I, that's what I'll splurge My on. My buddy Aaron just texted me, he and his buddy Joe for Super Bowl 48, I remember seeing him at that Super Bowl, spent $3,200 a piece First row. You and you were at that Super Bowl. Yeah. Was that a good investment? No. Thirty two hundred bucks. But first row is pretty damn cool. That is cool. Although I don't know that front row is all that great in football. It's not. You don't you want to be kind of up a little bit so you can see it? They they were end zone front row, which is pretty cool seats. But then to in fact, they were in that end zone. Take a look. They were oh. in that end zone. They saw it live. It came right at them. The the, the bubble the snap. snap. They saw it live right at him. Oh, that's the worst. That Thirty-two hundred bucks a ticket to to watch that mess, man. I'm sorry, I, my brother when he wanted to buy tickets to to fifty, and he was re ready to go for five grand. I called him an idiot, and so you know whatever you know what happened. He almost bought those fake tickets, could not find entry, ended up going back to the hotel in San Francisco, and missed the entire first half. He was so mad. At me, I don't think he spoke to me for like two months. Because he was stuck there, couldn't get in the building, had no way yeah. to watch it. Meanwhile, my, my buddy Brandon Perna, mm -hmm. you know Brandon, yeah, he went to the game with me. Now, he couldn't get in. He couldn't get access as a member of the media. They won't let him for whatever reason. Okay. He did the smart thing. He bought a $100 pass to a, a Bennigan's or something sure. in that parking lot and watched it with a bunch of Bronco fans. That's fun. hundred bucks. You're in the heart of the action. You're right next door to the stadium. Does Bennigan still exist? I don't know what the hell. Did he have a Monte Cristo? Maybe it was a strip joint. Either either way. So that's where he spent his money. And he has lasting memories. I just could never find myself spending that kind of cash for any ticket anywhere. Anyhow, I couldn't do it. I'm with you. And, and I think if I had enough money that I never worried about money in my life, I still couldn't do it. It's like the principle of it, right? Like man, you could you could buy somebody if you bought a pair of thirty two hundred dollar tickets, you could buy somebody like a pretty nice used car 
and help well, them out. It, there's always the TV trade, right? They always say, if you're going to spend that kind of money for tickets, why not just go to Costco and buy the greatest TV they have? Right. And you're set. And then you're, you can watch that yeah. and watch yeah. movies on it for yeah. five years. Yeah. Um, on the text line, by the way, Julie Brownman tells me that there's a member of the Altitude television crew, Mike Rigg, who produces the uh, Avalanche pre- and post-games, who has Hamilton tickets. Really? Got him through the lottery. If I didn't have enough reason to hate Mike Rigg, yeah. I now hate him even more. I don't even, I mean, I know who Mike Rigg is. I don't I don't work with him, so I don't have a reason to hate him, but he's now on the list. Like, if I was doing an HW list, I think Mike Rigg is now on it. I hate him so much. <laughs> Maybe he's going to give them to his favorite host. 30933 is the text line. Tickets uh, you have spent too much on, uh, whatever event, sporting event. This guy says, this may not be off the scales expensive, but I'm spending 300 bucks per ticket to take my son to see Weezer this July at Fiddler's Green. What the hell is Weezer? Weezer. Weezer's the band. What is this, 1999? You're going to see Weezer? I don't even know what Weezer is. Josh and Longman says, I paid my buddy 400. No. <laughs> Listen to this one. I paid my buddy 100 and did his laundry for two weeks in a row to sit 15th row at the Broncos Baltimore playoff game. Oh, gosh. I was oh. looking up Bruno Mars tickets because he canceled his his per- performance, his concert yeah. here. He's in Vegas, and they were like eight hundred dollar tickets for that. I'm like, no, nope, I've already paid eight hundred bucks for a Bruno Mars concert. It was at the Meadowlands. Zero zero nine four. My mom's a huge theater fan. She shelled out a couple grand to get season tickets to the Denver City for Performing Arts just so we can get front row to Hamilton. Season tickets get you in the front of the line. Congratulations, my man. That's actually a pretty smart approach because you're gonna get multiple. Shows so a couple grand. It's like buying Bronco season tickets, right? You get, oh, we're gonna go down ten times. That's not terrible. That was that was really smart. Four six nine two got Hamilton tickets. We had five phones in the online queue. One of us got four thousand something. Got four tickets for one hundred fifteen each from Ted. I hate you, Ted. Ted, I'm willing to buy those from you. Last one before we go to break. I love sports, but I'm too cheap to buy tickets. One of the many reasons I listen to this show. <laughs> Is we give away. Oh, we give we away. Because we give tickets away. There That's why. If we you give away more t- tickets than Let me anyway. tell you something. No radio program, no radio station gives away as many tickets as we do. That's awesome. We are a magnet for all of you too cheap to buy tickets. You're like me. Join the party. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. I'm really happy the referees decided to review that play, by the way. They weren't going to review it at first. And, uh, you know, Scott Hastings, give a shout-out to Scott. You know, he's telling all of us it's our ball, so they finally look at it. Scott Hastings. You know, it's nice to know that 24 years, 25 years after you retire, that you can affect the outcome of the game. Julie Brownman. You might have affected the outcome of the Nuggets season, but don't don't short yourself. Hastings and Brownman, weekdays 10 to 1, altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. I'm pretty much a hero. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. Come enjoy the fastest sport on two feet and where we play by our own rules. Pepsi, score! 
There's always great lacrosse action and something for everyone to enjoy. You may not be prepared for us. But all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss us. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at ColoradoMammoth.com. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind the desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Hello, 2018. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. If you've had a chance to visit the Johnson family dealership before, then you know the score. If you've never been, 2018 is a great time to find out what you've been missing. One difference is in commercials, just like this one. Johnson Auto Plaza commercials never have a voice at the end that says things like, everything you've just heard is very confusing and might not be totally accurate when it comes to you buying a car from us or whatever it is they say. The Johnson family just tells it like it is. There's no quick-talking explanations necessary. A family business with genuine people, a tried-and-true business plan, and repeat customers that come back again and again. And right now, during the Start Something New event, shop from over a 1,000 vehicles in stock, including over 350 new Rams. The choice of colors and equipment options is at its best. Find Johnson Auto Plaza in 2018, just north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. First you have the crash, then the doctor's visits, then the pain, medications, limitations, and then comes the fight with the insurance company. How do you get on an even playing field? Use the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. For over 25 years, we've represented injured people. Based on our experience, we've formulated an injury legal game plan, a game plan you can use right now. Our legal game plan gives you the ability to fight the insurance company, and it's free. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Slow traffic still hanging around northbound I-25 from Richgate Parkway up through to Alameda where there was an earlier van fire. The fire is out. Three right lanes may still be blocked with that, but traffic getting by on the left side of the highway causing that big jam. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Looking slow on the Boulder Turnpike as well behind a crash westbound after 92nd Avenue. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at CC takesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. The irony, we're uh, asking on our Power 5 question of the day, how much you'll spend for tickets, how much you've spent for a particular event in honor of the Hamilton ticket rage, right? The winner of this contest is getting free tickets to the Nuggets next tomorrow night. So we're asking about how much you'd spend for tickets in exchange for free tickets. 
Because that's how we roll. Seems about right. Like one of the texters said, that's why they listen to this show. We give away tickets. Dave says on the text line, 30933, 30933, text line. Dave says, Victor, I live in Boston. Got four front row seats to Hamilton. I'm grateful the Rockies are running the ticket sales. (laughs) Well done. Well done. I'll never forget that. Akiolan. Never forget. You know, I ended up getting multiple tickets to that World Series because we did the whole online thing and we failed. Yeah. Then I said, I called my wife. Remember how no one could get access to online tickets? Yep. I told my wife, I said, just on a whim, just do it, just to see what happens. She got four. Really? After the fact. She got four tickets. I wound up with tickets uh, as a birthday present, because my birthday's Halloween, so it was right around that time, uh, to game five. Nice. Yeah. Didn't work out so well. Well, I paid 250 apiece to game four. Took my son. And remember, it was bad weather, a little... Just nasty weather. And I had to sit there and watch Boston celebrate. That would be painful. At Coors Field. That would be painful. Uh, I paid 400 for Avalanche opening night a year ago. Then my boss told me the office had a suite, and I could have just used their tickets for free. That's from Drake. That's a bummer. Uh, I got Hamilton tickets through the lottery, and it was easy. I was 3200 in line and bought four. How the hell did you get them? Well, look, don't say it was easy. Great. You got lucky. You got in there. You won. Awesome. But don't say it was easy. Come on. Like everybody else just couldn't figure it out. From 1990, why would anyone pay a ton of money to see a play about George Hamilton? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got tickets to the outdoor hockey game. Spent 1200 to sit 10 rows back behind home plate both nights. Took my grandfather, and it was awesome. Well, good for you. You know, listen, man, I'm never one to tell you where to spend your money. If you have a great time, if it's memorable, great. Can't put a price on that. I did, I went to the outdoor game. That was cool. That was a great event. It was a lot of fun. That was a great event at Coors Field. It was a nice night, too. Almost too warm. Uh, 0112, this is from Mike. Flew to Orlando, rented an RV, drove to Miami, no tickets for Super Bowl 33, bought a parking pass, parked in the stadium lot right next to Louis Wright's RV, partied and watched the Super Bowl with him and his boys. Awesome. In the RV they yes. watched it? Yes. Okay, that that's, that's pretty, pretty good. damn cool. That's really good. You know, at that Super Bowl, um, my whole family went. This was the Super Bowl after I got him in with press credentials. Right. So everybody right. thought I was like, yeah, hey, Vic can magical. Get you in. I'll get you in. Needless to say, I failed in that endeavor at that Super Bowl. But my brother shows up, and he's in the pregame area of the Super Bowl. And in the first quarter, you know what he finds at his feet? An all-access credential just happens upon him. Swear to God, true story. All-access. Really? I see him in the locker room after the game. I go, what the hell are you doing here? He goes, dude, I've been walking around. I've had all-access. That's great. Not only did he find it and, and like, okay, I'll use this. I'll sneak in. I'll. He, di- he didn't try to fly under the radar. He's like, nope, I'm doing everything. That was That's great. But that was pre-security. When now, if you have any pass, it's got your name on it, your yeah. photo on it, your social security on it, your fingerprint print on it, your a retinal scan, your, your head size on it. Yep, yep, twenty four and a half. If you missed it, uh, we measured our our craniums on the show. Um, Senior Bowl seems to be sending all these measurements our way. We figured, why not? And measuring our heads, I came in at twenty two inches circumference. Jesse, twenty and a half. He's got the Juan Pierre head going. Marty O, 22 and a half, and leading all members of the studio show here, 
James Manchester Merillat, whose melon comes in at 24 and a half inches in circumference. More than two feet. I am pretty proud of that. That's impressive. Your your head is four inches bigger than Jesse's. Yeah. 20% bigger. That's crazy. And now we know why you never wear a hat. I can't find one, man. I have to wear, a, like, if I wear a hat, I have to wear a visor. It's the only thing I can get to go around this head. Bring on our morning sugar, please. Sugar. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. Just got this text from my, my brother who I told you almost bought $5,000 tickets to Super Bowl 50. Yeah. They were fake. He almost bought them. In fact, he had the money ready to exchange. And he just texted me. He says, by the way, those Super Bowl tickets that the dude tried to sell me look like he made them with crayons. <laughs> <laughs> he really scooped that one out. Why the hell were you about to buy them then? Jeez. I just can't believe he's walking around with five grand cash. That's <laughs> not a bad thing, man. I mean, if you want to make some quick cash, go to the Super Bowl. Mark up a couple pieces of paper, index cards with crayons, and say, here you go. No, we're got prom- tickets. We're promoting a felony. Okay. Is it a felony? I don't know. It should be. Should be. I don't know. It's just... All right. Let's get started here. Ed Helms turns 44. He plays probably one of my favorite characters on uh, TV on The Office. He was the Nard Dog. Andy Bernard. Any fans in there? Uh, big fan. Big fan. He also played uh, Rusty Griswold, right, in the latest edition of Vacation. He also played the dentist in Hangover. Yes. Yeah. I he's... think that's what most people know. Him and he's great in that. Either that or The Office. But no, I think Ed Helms is hysterical. He's 44. 44. The good the age. Nard Dog. That's, that's, a, that's good, my favorite nickname, too. Good age. Well, maybe, maybe I'll start going by Nard Dog. You should. What, why do they call him that? Because his name's Andy Bernard. It's kind of a self-imposed nickname, too. Oh, it's like, hey, I'm the it. Nard Dog. Yeah, you can't do that. All right, Mary Lou Retton turns uh, 49 today. Think about her. You think about the Olympics. Mm-hmm. These Olympics starting on February 8th. You guys interested in that? Um, I'm not much of an Olympic preview guy. When they come around, I'll watch because the rest of the world watches and you sort of get wrapped up in whatever's happening that night. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you who's favored to win the curling competition. Is it Canada? I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on in terms of the skiing. I know we have, uh, uh, what's that? Michaela Schifrin? Yeah. Yeah. Then you're not reading the Denver Post. Yeah, you're right. I'm not reading enough. Uh, I'm an Olympic guy, but I'm much like you, Vic. I will start worrying about it the first day of competition. More summer Olympics or winter Olympics? Oh, summer, summer for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, Sorry. some of the new winter Olympic yeah. sports are cool, like the the race that they do on the snowboards and yeah, stuff that's, where that's they're cool. like all on the, yeah. the course together. That's cool. The hockey's not going to matter as much because they don't have the NHLers at the uh Right, the which is a little year. weird. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll be into it. Mary Lou Retton, 1984 Olympics. Of course, the Soviet Union and some of the other communist countries didn't participate. Yeah. Got a little bit of an asterisk. Yeah, you know, they went through that 10-year period where we didn't go there, they didn't come here, didn't feel right. No, not at all. Uh, Neil Diamond turning 77 today. Jeez. He just announced he's wrapping up his final tour because I think he has Parkinson's disease. Not, Does he really? Not to be downer, but he's 77. Wow. 70. I like Neil Diamond. He's the one that uh, has the famous song. Sweet they play, Caroline. Yeah, they play at Boston yeah. uh, Red Sox games. He's great. Yeah. Neil Diamond Radio. Oh, can't be in a bad mood when that's on. Was that on Sirius XM? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Great. All right, 1935, the first canned beer is sold. It is Kruger's Ale. Is, uh, is buying canned beer these days? Well, you know, if you listen to the show, I'm not a beer guy. Just 
You know, I'm not your typical Colorado, let's go get a beer guy. I tend to like canned beer because I feel like it's colder. I don't know, like the can, you know, it's, uh, what's that, conductive of heat and cold? Hey, what's this, uh, is that the right term? I'm going to sound like a complete moron here, and excuse me, I am. What is this pale ale stuff? And it tastes like acid. It tastes, I mean, it tastes like you're eating peroxide. What it, is that? It's very, uh, it's just a, it's a style of a beer. Style? It's, it, it tastes, it, it's like I, I lost my innards when I digested that thing. It's, it's very hoppy, and I do not like a hoppy beer. Like an Indian pale ale is really hoppy. No, thank you. Absolutely uh, at disgusting. At all. But yeah, I don't know the terms. Too. I just know which ones I like, which ones I don't like. I like certain colors. You know, the red, the ambers. I'm not a dark guy. You know, the only time I really like a beer, and I hate beer, is in the middle of the summer. You got done playing pickup basketball. Your thirsties all get out. I'll take down a Schlitz. That's Schlitz. Fun. Yeah. But if you give me that pale ale stuff, I'll just vomit right there on the spot. You know what the best is? It's a can of beer that's been in... A cooler of ice. Mm-hmm. So it's just time. ice cold. Yeah. That is good on a hot Are you array. expiration guy? On beer? Yeah. No. On yeah. milk and dairy products. Of course. That's going yeah. out the day you know, my, back when I used to consume you know my those. Wife is, my wife is expiration lady on like um, meds. I, I took some of that Theraflu mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when I was sick. And she goes, well, that expired. I go, what do you mean? It's a powder. Oh, well, it, expi- it doesn't expire. It's a freaking powder. You open the pouch, you put it in the water. There's no expiration on powder. Yeah, does medicine lose, like, its potency? I, I just, she wanted to throw it away. I insist, there's no way you're throwing this. I'm going to, in fact, I drank three of them just because I wanted to prove it's not expired. It is all a big scam to get us to buy more Of course product. it is. Like, we throw away a lot of consumable food just so we'll go buy more. It's, it's, it's a scam. It's all part of the deal. Can beer also open the avenue for shotgunning beers too, which is right. I, I, I could never do that. I I could what? never I've never been able to do that. The 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 beer bong thing that yeah. days when they tried to get me to do that in college, I was like, no, I can't do it. I it's not possible. I can't you gotta do be water. Able, you gotta be beer. able to bong two cans of beer. No. Can't do it. Two cans, that's yeah, that's, that's what, what, what's what's this? That's when you're varsity. Why, what's wrong with us? What's why is this such a big deal? Why? Oh, look at me, I can drink real fast. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, why is that a thing? Why is it a thing? Of, look at me, I can knock down what? jump shots. Who cares? I'm playing sports. Well, so that matters. Thing. We're in the heat of competition. Am I competing with you to drink this freaking Schlitz? I we could. I mean, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry. I don't care how fast you can consume alcohol. There is a growing problem of binge it's stupid. drinking. I would agree. It's with stupid. You. But it's insane. I would agree with you. All right, 1982, Super Bowl 16 is played between the Niners and the Bengals. It's uh, Joe Montana's first Super Bowl. It was the first Super Bowl played in a cold-weather city. Played in Detroit. Yep, in Detroit. Final score was 26-21. Montana was the MVP. Uh, The the Niners jumped out to a big lead, and then the Forrest Gregg-led Bengals got back into it. Couldn't even fathom having to go cover the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Because any time you went, you ventured outside, you would die. It's the second time it's been in Minneapolis. Do you remember who played there the previous time? Second time in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. When was the first time? Redskins Bills. So that had to be like Super Bowl twenty six, huh. twenty seven. Wow, I didn't know they. Had, I didn't know they hosted a previous Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure, that's but that was correct. back in, in the dome environments where. I've told you this many times. Every Super Bowl should be hosted either by Arizona. Miami or Southern California. End of story. I'd New Orleans as that. well. That's it. End of story. All right, James, I think this is the one you were talking about. 2015, the Broncos did something pretty special. 
And now the AFC Championship's going to come down to this very next snap. Here's Brady. Rolling out, rolling, and throwing. It's tipped in the air, and it's intercepted. It's intercepted by Roby. It was tipped by Tlaib. Denver wins it. Heading to Super Bowl 50. That was it, Marty. Well done. Ooh, Roby actually fumbled that interception, too. That was a little scary. You see all this hubbub coming out of these websites now, and, and a lot of them are sourcing us. They're referring to the interview we had with Aqib Tlaib at the end of the season, that Aqib and the Broncos are going to part ways, that the Broncos are secretly trying to shop Aqib Tlaib, this and that. I, are you guys reading this stuff? I have seen those rumors out there, yeah. Nah, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either. But it we always gotta, makes me uncomfortable when they source us as if we say, never said that they're act, actively shopping to leave. Yeah. Said it wouldn't be surprised if they parted ways. That's all. Free up some money to go get sure. Case Keenum. By the way, it was Redskins Bills January 26, 1992 at the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. Just to do a little fact checking for Marty. Thank you for doing my job. No problem. But that's it for me, boys. Good job, Marty. Marty. Oh. Thank you much. It is 9.01 in the Mile High City. Let's take a break. Come back with Adam Morris at DenverStiffs.com. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche are in St. Louis to take on the Blues. The puck drops at 6 o'clock with a pregame show, getting it away at 535. Mark Mosier, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche, home of the Nuggets, Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Well, we had Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap was our go-to guy. You know, it didn't matter what had happened in the first three quarters. For me right now, last couple of games, you know, I'm going to Jamal Murray. I'm trying to get him shots. But it could be one, like tomorrow night, it could be Gary Harris, it could be Nicole Jokic, it could be Will Barton, it could be whoever. That was Michael Malone in the first hour of the program. He also mentioned during that interview that he'll stick with Will Barton in the starting five. Not sure what he's going to do at the four, but Will Barton will start tomorrow night against the Knicks. On the hotline, we talk to him every Wednesday, talk nuggets with Adam Morris at DenverStiffs.com. Adam, what would you think about Coach Malone saying he is uh, sticking with Will Barton in the uh, starting unit? I don't think it's too surprising. I think it, it makes some sense, and it's at least worth trying out for, you know, five to ten games. I think Malone likes to give, when he changes the lineup, I think he likes to give it some time to kind of see because anything can happen in one game. I do think Wilson, and he mentioned this in, in the interview, he thinks it's good for both the team but also good for Wilson, and I tend to agree. You know, he's a passive, sometimes a passive scorer, but putting him on the bench, he, he moves up the uh, – the pecking order in terms of, of guys looking for their shots. So I think it gives them an opportunity to be more aggressive. I thought Wilson almost came off, uh, played angry, right? Angry that he was uh, benched to start the game. I, I'll i take that. I'll take an angry Wilson Chandler. You know, it's funny. I, I don't know. He, he certainly came out with some energy, and he got those couple of block shots, big-time block shots, not just, you know, putting the ball in the stands type block shots and a couple steals. I can't I can't picture Wilson angry though. He kind of always plays at the same you know, kind of the same level of emotion and same expression on his face. So I don't I don't know if it was anger about being benched or what, but it certainly seemed to have some more energy. Uh we spoke extensively about Jamal Murray and how he sorta well he played the role of the alpha in that game. But I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, Manchester here. Closing seconds tomorrow night, it's the Knicks and Nuggets. Nuggets down by one, ten seconds to play. They're drawing up a play in the Nuggets huddle. 
Uh, do you do you give it to Jamal and say do your thing? I don't, and, and, and it's nothing against Jamal Murray. I don't think the Nuggets have there, – there's probably a dozen guys in the NBA that I think that's a good option, give them the ball and get out of the way. I don't know if the Nuggets have one yet, and I don't know if they should. They have a lot of really good players, and, you know, I'll ask you this. Who, who is the San Antonio Spurs' closer? You know, teams like that. I don't, for, for years, I don't think they just had a guy you give the ball and say clear out the way. I think they they operate the same way in the closing minutes as they do the rest of the game, and they're one of the few teams that that succeeds with that. I think Denver has a roster designed to do that, and Jamal Murray maybe is the guy who ends up with the ball at the end and gets the shot. But I think it's it's one of those things where the Nuggets would benefit from developing some some poise through their teamwork and their passing down the stretch, rather than having one guy that can just get a shot anytime. So you're saying, coach that up rather than give it to a guy and everybody's sp- coach it up at the end of a game. That's that's easier said than done. I mean, not many teams. You mentioned San Antonio. There aren't many teams that can do that. I, it's maybe the most difficult thing, but I'll tell you what, I think the league is going that direction. And You watch Golden State. Golden State has those guys. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, those guys can get their shot any time. End of games, they still run sets that rely on all five guys getting involved in the play. So I think the league is actually moving that direction, and part of the reason it's moving that direction is because, in my opinion, the league is it has a, a flood of talent right now, and the Nuggets roster is the same way. You know, Gary Harris is, a, is an excellent player, and Cole Jokic, Jamal Murray. So maybe you drop a play where Jamal Murray is the first option, but I don't think it's one of those things where you just say, get him the ball, set him a screen, and then everybody clear out. I don't, I don't think that's the right answer for this team. You and I, uh, Adam, have debated this for uh, a few weeks now, both on and off the air, uh, the role of Nikola Jokic on this team. And uh, so many are quick to prop him up as the man, right? He is their deemed their best player, uh, the, the all-star candidate. Uh, he's given all the accolades promotionally. But I've always said, oh, hold on a second. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. What if he's unwilling to be the guy? Don't you have to be a willing participant to be that man, Adam? I think so, and I think that's part of the struggle Nikola Jokic is going through this season is is he's slow to embrace that role, and um, you know I think I, I think he's a guy that at least at this moment you know the pressure can kind of get to him at least so far this season we've seen him you know in, in tight moments maybe not step up so I, I'm certainly with you on that but I I am one of the people that think this team will sink or swim not just this year but for years to come based on how well Nikola Jokic plays, because I think he is the one guy that has the potential to be, you know, the top ten type talent. Um, I think it's just a learning process for him, and he's a naturally unselfish guy. He's not a one-on-one type player, and I think he just has to figure out the balance between being more aggressive, looking for himself, and and, and helping the team. This year is all about learning that process, and, and he's very much in the early stages of that. Uh, let's uh, jump around the NBA for a bit, if you don't mind, uh, Popovich and Kawhi, uh, words coming out of San Antonio that the, they're, they're not seeing. What, what is going on there? You, you don't hear that too often out of San Antonio. You don't. And and what's even more interesting is the the genesis of this problem is that the team and Kawhi himself are kind of at a discord about how they should handle his injury and his recovery. So that's even more interesting because not only do the Spurs not have these type of feuds, but they don't have feuds about their process. Their process is what makes them. They're not just on the court, but but behind the scenes. So that's what's so surprising about it. This is a new place for San Antonio. 20 years they've, they've kind of had this 
um, buttoned-up organization without these types of issues. Kawhi Leonard, clearly their best player on their roster, so it'll be interesting how they handle it. Now, the one thing I will say is I'm reading all the reports. I see Jalen Rose's comments. I'm reading between the lines and thinking this is a little a little deal that's being made into a big deal, um, probably a bigger deal than what it actually is. Do the Cleveland Cavaliers have to make a major deal at the deadline, or are they cooked? They don't look like the same team. I think they're cooked. They don't. You know, we do this every year where we question their defensive intensity, and it's January and they look disinterested. But I think this team not just looks disinterested, their highs aren't as high as they used to be. It used to be at least that they would look bad for three quarters and then look okay for five minutes, and that was enough to win a handful of games. They just don't look like they have that gear anymore, and they have some real structural issues. And I'm going to say something crazy you can laugh at me mm-hmm. for, Vic. LeBron James has played a style of basketball that has really worked for his entire career, where the ball's in his hands, you put shooters around him, you spread, and he kind of orchestrates everything. And this gets back to my earlier point about how to handle games for the Nuggets. I think the league is moving towards more and more ball movement. More and more guys are the initiators on offense, and that makes your offense more dynamic, more difficult to predict. I think the Cavs, under LeBron, where he does all of the work and everybody's just kind of around him, I think that makes him a little bit more predictable than <laughs> a lot of your emerging teams, and I, I, I wonder if he can adapt and change. Um, that's an interesting theory, uh, because I th- wouldn't you have to throw Houston in the mix, too? James Harden sort of operates in the same fashion. That they, you know, they also have – they're kind of an exception because of how elite their shooters are. I mean, okay. they have seven or eight just just – of the best shooters in the NBA. And on top of that, they've got an in-his-prime James Harden and Chris Paul, by the way, just a heck of a sidekick. So you're right about that, that they're more, they are they are also a, uh, a stagnant team. But, I mean, you look at the Bostons of the world, the Golden States, the San Antonios, and then a lot of your up-and-coming teams, I just see a lot of ball movement. And the Cavs, I, don't, I just don't know if LeBron – it's not that he's not a, a great player at this stage of his career. He's still great. But is he great enough to beat some of those other great teams by playing the style? I think teams kind of are prepared for that now. I'll leave you with this, Adam. Yesterday, the reserves were named to the uh, NBA All-Star game, and no nuggets, clearly. Uh, Jokic didn't make it. Gary Harris from all, but nobody on the list. Uh, Jamal Murray, uh, from my understanding, will participate in some fashion that weekend, but not in the All-Star game itself. But I'm looking at the list and all the Western Conference All-Stars, four Golden State Warriors, four of them. Yeah. And, and I and I just shake my head at that, and I say, my God, the Nuggets couldn't, they didn't come close to getting one. Here's a team that has four. Why bother? Why? You know, what's the point? Why, why are we doing this? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the thing that we don't think about, you know, as NBA fans. We, we kind of put that in the back of our mind as we try to get immersed in all these other storylines, but I, I Look, I think it's warranted. I think this Warriors team really is does have four ridiculously good good players, and and Clay Thompson being your fourth best player is pretty ridiculous. A guy that can score sixty points in three quarters. So, um, I you're right about it, but I also think it's fair. I mean, I don't see any 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 one of those four guys that I say you know clearly doesn't deserve to be on the list. So so I get it. Yeah, I get it too. It's just just hard to stomach. That's all. I get it, too. Trust me. No one's disputing it. It's just hard to see. Adam, thank you much, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you at the game tomorrow night. All right. We'll see you, Vic. Adam Morris, DenverStiffs.com. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll check in with Jeff Legwald. 
at the Senior Bowl wrote an article about Baker Mayfield at ESPN.com, and this article insinuates that Baker Mayfield may not even play in the Senior Bowl game. He's there at practice this week, but may not play in the game this Saturday. Get more info from Jeff on that. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on Wednesday, we will be live at the Nuggets Social, at the Punch Bowl Social at First and Broadway from 3 to 6, getting you all set for this fantastic event. Get your tickets now at Altitude Tickets. And we'll be talking plenty about the Nuggets getting ready to take on the Knicks on Thursday. And the Avalanche, is the win streak still alive? We shall discuss coming up on the Tuesday edition of of Crackman and Harris. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Hello, 2018. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. If you've had a chance to visit the Johnson family dealership before, then you know the score. If you've never been, 2018 is a great time to find out what you've been missing. One difference is in commercials, just like this one. Johnson Auto Plaza commercials never have a voice at the end that says things like, everything you've just heard is very confusing and might not be totally accurate when it comes to you buying a car from us or whatever it is they say. The Johnson family just tells it like it is. There's no quick-talking explanations necessary. A family business with genuine people, a tried-and-true business plan, and repeat customers that come back again and again. And right now, during this Start Something New event, shop from over a 1,000 vehicles in stock, including over 350 new Rams. The choice of colors and equipment options is at its best. Find Johnson Auto Plaza in 2018, just north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com. Hey, man. Haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep. I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow. I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah. And that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in their distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace must be at least 18 years old to apply. 
The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure. Get back on your treatment plan. Visit loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its high blood pressure awareness partners. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Uh, Varley obviously not expected back till after the All-Star break. He's not in the mix for St. Louis, correct? No, he's not. No, he's he's been skating here. Um, you know, he started on the ice with not really going down and just, you know, doing some conditioning and skating and then uh, stopping some pucks. And now he's into the te- technique stuff, going down and moving around and getting more active in the crease and, and then we'll keep working with him through uh, this week and all-star break. And... That was Jared Bednar in the first hour. Uh, every Wednesday, the Jared Bednar show here on Altitude 950. Avs win streak comes to a halt last night in Montreal as they lose to the Habs 4-2. They move on to St. Louis tomorrow night, last game before the all-star break. And we talked to the coach about that that road warrior mentality because... You know, it's one thing to win 10 in a row. It's another thing to win on the road. And they have a ton of road games here in the next few weeks. Road game after road game. So they are going to have to adjust. And listen, if there's one thing that emerged from that win streak, it's that confidence level, right? That you're never out of it. Because in Toronto, when they trailed 2-1 to one, and things started to go Toronto's way. They got back into that game. Even last night against Montreal, they didn't have it. There was no energy. The fatigue was there. It was very apparent that the second game of a back-to-back got to the Avs. Guess what? They still came to play in the third. I mean, they still scored. They still made it. At some point there, I thought that they still had a chance to win. And when you still have that feeling that you have a chance to win at any point, that's special. That's hard to find. Yeah, and that's ultimately, I mean, the, the win streak was fun. Right, and it kind of got some buzz going, and it it, it kind of got I don't know if abs fever is the right term, but you know it kind of got people back on board with the team. That was all great, but the the long term impact of the winning streak is that fact that you know what the guys in that room now have a confidence that hey we can beat anybody, we we can we can win in all sorts of different ways. Uh, you know the seven, I said this yesterday the seven two win against. Minnesota, the comeback win at Toronto. Like, there's different ways you can you can do it. So, I, I'm with you. I think it's the I think it's the confidence boost that from here on out will help. Don't you feel though like tomorrow night's kind of a big one? Yes, because St. Louis is now in striking distance. St. Louis a month ago was completely. I mean, no chance, right? They're they're so far ahead of the Avs in the standings that you didn't even consider catching St. Louis. Now they're only four points in front of the Avs. 61 points for the Blues, 57 for the Avs. Now you're looking at these teams in front of them and saying, okay, you know, you continue to play at this pace, you can catch them. It doesn't have to be a wild card. You can actually catch these other teams. So, of course, it's a big game. Yeah, and you don't want to go into the All-Star break on a two-game losing streak. You know what else? And Bednar said it best. It's not who you beat. It's when you beat them. It's, you know, the schedule, the way it lays out, 
It's beating those Western Conference teams. It's beating those division teams that are in front of you. It's beating teams like St. Louis. I know in the end, points are points and they all matter. But a win over St. Louis is much more significant than a win over, say, Montreal. It just is. You deny them points, and yeah. you get those two points yourself. Yeah. No, and it, it, it's time to start looking at the standings, right? I mean, you're you're in the second half officially in terms of number of games, and you're almost to the point where it's the unofficial second half of the season after the All-Star break. So you're right. Deny them points, get yourself points, moving up in the standings. Why you, you, you These kind of games are enormous. We're going to visit with Jeff Legwald here at the bottom of the hour. He is covering the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Both quarterbacks that the Broncos will coach this week, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, had some thoughts about possibly playing for the Denver Broncos. Now, we don't know how the draft is going to play out. Okay, we have no idea what Cleveland is going to do. We have some notion, but we don't know who's going to be available at five. But let's just say both of these guys might be there at five. How would they fit in to the Denver Broncos, to the system, to the coaching style, all that Yesterday, Channel 7, by the way, provides the uh, sound here. Uh, Troy Rank was out there covering the uh, the Senior Bowl. L- listen to Baker Mayfield's thoughts about possibly playing for the Denver Broncos. See what I'm all about, you know, see uh, how I react to certain things, uh, you know, maybe see if it, it can handle the pressure, stuff like that. But uh, it's an honor. You know, if John Elway asks you to be on your team, you don't say no. <laughs> they still know who John Elway is. Well, Weren't you the guy who said that the aura of Elway has faded? I don't think so. Which I don't think so. Baker Mayfield certainly expressed uh, thoughts that would lead to your side of this. But he wasn't talking about playing for the Broncos. He was talking about playing for the Broncos coaches in this game. I get it. Still the same, hey, John Elway asked you to play, you're going to play. But if John Elway asked him to play on Saturday, is he going to play? That's interesting because Jeff Leibold insinuates he may not. All right, Josh Allen, same thing. What does he think about playing for these Broncos coaches this week? You know, getting the chance to play for the Denver Broncos is, uh, especially here at the Senior Bowl, is a super awesome experience. You know, meeting their coaching staff, they're all really good, really good coaches, I can tell already. You know, Laramie is about two hours away from Denver, so I'm pretty familiar with the area. I definitely like the weather up there, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, the coaches come away pretty impressed. Sound compliments of Channel 7. Again, we're at that point in the offseason now where we're detailing upon detail, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does a guy react to a particular question? Mm-hmm. How does he take coaching? How does he look next to the other quarterback? I got a lot of this yesterday. A lot of this. Wow. Baker Mayfield looks tiny next to Josh Allen and these other guys. He looks tiny. Man, I, I don't care. I don't either. Now, it is a little alarming. Nikki Javala tweeted out the, the height and weight of every quarterback who started a game in the NFL this year. There are only two guys who were shorter than Baker Russell Mayfield. Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. Yeah. And Drew Brees was, what, three-eighths of an inch shorter? Um so the two guys that are below him, you'd be like, hey, I'd take either one of those you know guys. Who's taller? Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch. They were the two tallest guys on the list. Most quarterbacks fall between 6'2 and 6'5. Most. Mm-hmm. Which is a ridiculously small window. It's silly to think that you, you have to be within that three inch window or you can't play the position at a high level. It's ridiculous. I do think though, I think people are soured on Josh Allen in this town because his skill set is too much like what we heard Paxton Lynch's was. He moves around well, and he's got a cannon for an arm. But those are the two traits Mm -hmm. you want out of your quarterback. Moves around well and has a cannon for an arm. Watch his highlights, and then go watch John Elway at Stanford highlights. 
you think, and I'm not saying he's John yeah. Elway, but you think you're watching the same type well, of player. Hold on, am I hearing out of your voice right now on this day in late January that if given the option between Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, you would take Allen? Correct. Based on? Based on his physical attributes. And I know it's, it, it, that you're, seems you're silly, doing, but. You're doing it. I, no, 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 no. You're, no, you're, no, do, no, you're no, doing what they no, do. Here no, we go. It, I'm not doing it based on his wingspan, Vic. Here we go. I'm not doing it based on the size of his hand. I'm doing it on the based on the fact of the way he moves and and his arm. How about how he thinks? Fine, watch it. Watch his highlight reel. He makes he makes very good decisions. He makes unbelievable plays. I want a guy who can make unbelievable plays off script. Baker Mayfield can. I I agree with you. I didn't like the way he performed at the end of the Rose Bowl. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that they took the ball out of his hands. Which either that's bad coaching, okay, or you can say why? Why did they take it out of his hands? I like Josh Allen's ability to make plays mm. off script. He threw, he said yesterday, I think that it was yesterday, he's thrown a ball 82 yards before. I want to watch, I want to watch John Elway type plays again. I want to watch him roll left stop and throw the ball all the way across the field to Vance. That's what I want to see. Not Vance Joseph. I, that's what I want to watch. It's happening to you already. The, the paralysis by analysis. No. Watch, watch, don't watch this year for Josh Allen. Watch last year when he led Wyoming okay. to the Mountain West. Okay. Title game. Watch it. The so, guy's a so, great player. So wingspan doesn't matter? No. I could care less what his wingspan is. I don't care what his hand size is. I don't care I, I, what his height and weight are. I like the way he makes plays. I watched him make a play, mm-hmm. and he's at midfield. He rolls to his left, barely sets his feet, and throws the ball all the way to the end zone and hits a receiver coming across the end zone on a dime for a touchdown. That's what I want. That's the guy I want. That's the type of play I want to see down at Sports Authority Field when I spend my money, buy a ticket, and walk through the turnstile. That's what I want. This is going to go back and forth. You guys understand now. He's my guy. Between now and April, you're going to hear so much BS about these dudes. So much. So much information. I guarantee your opinion will change between now and April. Nope. I guarantee it will. My quarterback rankings are this. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield. And I'm not sure on three and four. I might flip those. But I would take Darnold if he falls to five. I will take Josh. I will run. I would run to the yeah, podium but, but with my card. You, now your logic Josh is Allen. flawed because the last game Darnold played, he looked awful. What did he do in the Rose Bowl last year? I'm talking about this year. The last yeah. game he played, he looked awful. Who did they play? Ohio State? Yes. And he looked awful. Anyway, I don't watch other bowl games. Jeff Legwald is watching these guys live at Mobile Senior Bowl, Alabama. Not sure how long the Senior Bowl's been in play, but it's a big deal, apparently. Jeff Legwald will join us next on Altitude 950. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes, so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, Scott Aces here. No more excuses, fellas. It's a new year. It's time to do the things you've been putting off, especially when it comes to taking care of your health. Listen, I got my levels tested at the Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your testosterone levels checked. 
with results in about 20 minutes, and it's even covered by most health insurance. Do yourself a favor this year and call them, 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698, or get online at LowTCenter.com. Guys, listen up. We all love those hearty home-style meals. You know, the chicken fried steak with a huge side of mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's be real. We aren't going to cook that up. That's why I get my home-style meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for the Black Eyed Pea. When I have a craving for those home-style meals, the Black Eyed Pea is my go-to. Half-pound burgers, ribeye steak, and don't forget about their made-from-scratch desserts. Locally owned and operated with nine front-range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Saturday, January 27th is 1990s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. Dribble drive all the way, coming underneath. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1990s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. 90s Nuggets stars Robert Pack, Tommy Hammonds, and Reggie Williams will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1990s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. Cables, hooks, springs, gears, motors, rollers, lots of moving parts make up your garage door. Something you really don't think about, but a lot can and does go wrong with that thing. It's just a matter of time. Lucky there's Family Garage Door. Hi, this is Mark Chapkis, owner of Family Garage Door. Please visit us at FamilyGarageDoor.com to learn more about us and schedule your free service appointment today. That's FamilyGarageDoor.com. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. Come enjoy the fastest sport on two feet and where we play by our own rules. Pepsi scores! There's always great lacrosse action and something for everyone to enjoy. You may not be prepared for us. But all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss us. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Vic Lombardi Show, 9.30 Wednesday morning. Nuggets Social tonight, Punch Bowl Social on Broadway, 6 to 9. Open to the public. Get your tickets at the gate. Feel free to hang out, talk Nuggets basketball with all the players and coaches. They'll be there. I will be there. Manchester, the rest of the crew. Meanwhile, in Mobile, Alabama, the Broncos coaches... Evaluating players, evaluating quarterbacks. A lot of evaluating being done right now. Joining us from, uh, I assume he's at the senior ball. I'm not even sure. Jeff, are you in Mobile? <laughs> I am indeed. Okay, Jeff Legwald, ESPN.com. You had an article that you ran this morning, and I found a great interest in this article. Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield is there, but he's not certain if he's going to play in the game Saturday? 
Yeah, you know, uh, uh, he wouldn't commit to it. Uh, you know, I don't know if this has to do with his uh, his his mom is apparently uh, has an has some type of illness, uh, and you know that there's that, and and you know he wouldn't commit to to playing or even playing a lot. So I, I guess later in the week he may he may say something. But honestly, uh, the practices for most of the scouts here are the biggest thing. In fact, uh, a lot of scouts leave after Thursday, which is the last full practice day. So uh, the, the game is, you know, has some impact on where a guy stands, but the, the practices are far more important deal for, for a lot of these guys. So what you're telling me, in essence, the game is just made for TV. That's just a, a reality show we're watching. On, the, the, the game means nothing. Well, you know, I think for in the past that I've seen, you know, I think a defensive player can really make an impact in the game because he can show, you know, maybe creates a turnover. You know, when Von Miller was at the senior bowl, you know, he, he obviously dominated practices during the week, but people really sort of talked about what he did in the game too. So I, I think for my, you know, deal, I think defensive players can really make an impact and, and get that one last look in a game situation that they may need to get somebody's attention. Leggy, I saw yesterday on Twitter that uh, Broncos were having these quarterbacks uh, work on taking snaps under center, and I just started banging my head against my against the desk. It's like, why do they continue to <laughs> insist on forcing a square peg in a round hole? 60% of the snaps last year in the league-wide were taken out of shotgun. Only eight teams took more than half the snaps under center. Why? What is it with this? What is it with this Gary Kubiak influence of we got to think it's 1997 all over again? Why are they so obsessed with this under center nonsense? Well, you know, I think everybody is because you know, honestly, everybody knows you're going to play 60 percent of the snaps in shotgun, and that you're even going to it might inch up even a little more. 72 percent uh, for the Eagles. The Eagles. They're in the Super Bowl. It's 72. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, it may not have been that high if Wentz was playing all year. I mean, I don't know. But I will say that the fear is, and the Eagles are a great example, they're playing their backup quarterback because the, their starter got hurt on a run. And, and I think that's the issue in the shotgun is, is they want to play it as much as possible but keep the quarterback on the field and to to at least, slow some defenses down, you have to be under center once in a while. I don't think this is a, you know, this isn't a, if the guy can't play under center, we're not taking him. It isn't one of those things. I think they, you know, guys in college don't play there at all uh, a lot of times. I mean, there, there's a lot of quarterbacks coming into the draft who, who may have taken 10 under center snaps their whole career. So some of it's just to see them do it. Uh, an athleticism test, see their footwork, all that stuff. But you know, I don't think I don't think what you're saying is is happening. They're going to have to play some, but it isn't going to be this whole. You know, we're making Johnny Unitas come back or anything. Is it a coincidence based on the quarterbacks working with the Broncos coaching staff, uh, Allen Baker Mayfield? Uh, I'm not sure who, who are the other quarterbacks working on their side. Did they choose those guys or did they fall to them? They they asked for it, Vic, and you know I will say there are some teams that are not all that excited that the Senior Bowl uh, 
gave the Broncos such an up-close look at Mayfield and Allen. Uh, hmm. One one team used the phrase competitive advantage to me. So uh, uh, they did ask for Mayfield and, and Allen if they could do it, and the Senior Bowl said it. Uh, I will say a guy to watch, you know, outside of the marquee guys is uh, Luke Falk from hmm. Washington State. Uh, I've I really liked what I've seen from him looking at him in recent weeks. And I've talked to many teams who really like what he's about and, and think he has sort of the mental makeup to, to be a, a starter in the league. So, you know, if they somehow don't get one of the marquee guys, he, you know, he, that is another guy to watch and he is working with them this week. And their fourth quarterback is uh, Tanner, Tanner Lee from Nebraska. He was a late ad. They were okay. supposed to have Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State, but he's missing the game because of an injury. But he was here yesterday in Mobile and, and meeting with teams. So uh, Rudolph still came down here for a little bit. He's just not going to play or practice. Let's talk measurables for a second, shall we? Um, I want to start <laughs> yesterday, all, all the uh, reports – coming from the Senior Bowl, heights, weights. Uh, of course, Baker Mayfield coming in at 6003. 6003. And I immediately said, what the hell is 6003? To which you you responded, it's six feet and, what is it again? Three-eighths inches. Three-eighths. So if he's six, Three eighths. All right, if he is 6003, what are you? What are you, Jeff Legwald? What is your height in NFL uh, measurement? I, I am way... I'm way under that. Let's just say. <laughs> but how would you how would you say it? Five five so one like, zero yeah, three. A, I would be probably like a five eight. You know two. Five zero eight two. Five zero eight two. Which would be two eighths or a quarter. You know, but everything in the NFL is eighth. An eighth. Whenever you see that number, that's an eighth. All right, so when we're measuring quarterbacks to the eighth of an inch, are we at the point of fatigue there? Is that is that too much? Well, they've always done it. It just there wasn't Twitter in 1987 when I went to my first combine. They okay. were still measuring that way, but you didn't see every guy's height tweeted out 12 times. And Sure. You know, I think people were just interested – Will Baker Mayfield be six feet or taller? You know, somehow that's kind of the the minimum balance, as it were, for a quarterback. You know, Drew Brees is always generally considered the best uh, shorter quarterback to have succeeded in the modern passing game. You know, Russell Wilson wasn't that tall, but his game is a little different than Brees. But Brees is kind of the the pass first standard of a of a shorter quarterback so that's 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 all that was and you know even at a shade over six feet tall you know most pro personnel guys are telling you that you know people if you're going to play baker mayfield you're going to have to move him around some and do all those things to get it to work all the time that's all right, true or false because it's already happening with my partner here manchester nfl execs scouts <laughs> coaches will fall in love with size. Their vision, oh, it, it, it happens yeah. every year, right? They, they they think they know what it, they want. It happens and then they, in every draft. Yes. I was everybody, put, everybody, every personnel guy has one thing they will fall in love with, whether it's speed, whether it's 
a position, uh, and the best personnel guys understand they have to make adjustments for their own sort of infatuation. So that's part of being a really good, you know, talent evaluator is understanding your own biases too. But you are exactly right. People will fall in love big time. I put Josh Allen and Sam Darnold ahead of Baker Mayfield before I ever knew he he was six zero zero three. Just for the record, just for the <laughs> All record. All right, let me ask Jeffrey. Let's talk about the immeasurables now. Stuff that you can't quantify. Well, you can, I guess, if you keep stats. And this is something Jeff Legwald told me a few months back, and he uses this to to evaluate quarterbacks. It's the quarterback who can execute after a broken play, after a negative play. After any adversity, how does that quarterback come back from that? If you're judging these QBs the Broncos are coaching this week, who's the best and who's the worst at that? Uh, I'd say the two best in this past season that I've looked at uh, were Falk and Mayfield. Uh, The guys who have to come the furthest in that evaluation would be uh, Darnold and and Allen. Hmm. So, you know, part of it is you gotta you gotta see who who they were throwing to, who's blocking for them, all those things. But uh, a guy like Allen will have to fight, not fight, but he'll have to answer for. You know, he's so gifted physically, unbelievable. I don't think people realize uh, how rare he is physically. That you're not talking about just some other big dude who can throw the ball. This is a rare player who was hidden unrecruited out of high school, essentially. And you don't see that very often where a guy like that just sort of appears. And so you gotta, you got to figure out, you know, is it the guys he's surrounded by or, you know, how much of it was his own doing? And, and that's the, the, the kind of thing. you For a quarterback, it's everything because your first couple years in the league is going to be about how you deal with failure. You know, I know you guys know I've, say it all the time, but Peyton Manning's the most prepared rookie to play a quarterback in, in a generation, and he threw 28 interceptions his rookie season. So it, it's all about rebounding from mistakes. Hey, Jeff, obviously the quarterbacks are getting all the attention, and that, that makes sense. It's the most important position in all of sports. I get it. We should put emphasis on that. But while you're down there, uh, what other positions are you looking for, and can you glean anything about the, the new coaching hires when you watch them in this environment versus watching some of the previous coaches in training camp, that sort of thing. What do you what do you got an eye on other than quarterback? You know, I, I always like looking at the uh, some of the defensive guys because for a lot of you know a lot of college linebackers and corners are never asked to play man coverage. So it's for me from a football nuts and bolts perspective. I like looking at those guys uh, in this environment because you're going against some of the better players in the draft, and and you can see the guys who want to jump out at the front of the line and compete. And and I really like watching the one-on-one drills here. And he might be one of the smaller players here, and he's on offense, but I I really like the Miami receiver, uh, Braxton Berrios. He's like, plus he's my height, so I like any guy I can look in the eye. Yeah. Uh, But he's he's been fun to watch, and, uh, you know, and – you know, the, the Oklahoma fullback, Dimitri Flowers, I, I think he's an interesting player because he can line up everywhere. And he's he's been uh, – I've been intrigued to see him. And then, you know, maybe uh, 
But it's just those kinds of – it's the one-on-ones you don't see during the college football season uh, that are really cool uh, to see here. And uh, obviously the – you know, every the – the linebacker from Central Florida, Shaquem Griffin, you know, everybody, a lot of people know his story. You know, he, you know, he had a hand amputated when he was, I think, four years old. So he, but he's, that, that kid's going to play in the NFL and he's going to be very good. Wow. To watch him do his thing is pretty cool. So I, I like those kinds of things. And, you know, the new Broncos coaches, uh, you can tell he was going for a certain kind of, Guy, you can see, you know, you've got a lot of vocal, loud coaches, and I, th- I think the new special teams coach McMahon has has made an early impression. Just he's kind of a fiery dude, and you can see why they've they've brought him in to sort of set things right. For the record, Jeff, I am uh, I come in at five eight zero three, five zero eight three. Yeah, I like it. I like right? it. Five oh eight three. Five oh eight three. Did they? Did you? Did you keep your heels on the floor and they use the you know the triangle on your head? Dude, I shrink every year. I go to the damn doctor, and every year I force them to remeasure me. I'm like, nope, that doesn't work. I'm Do going with six oh one one, and I'm yeah, sticking with blow up. it. Yeah, I know. Jeffrey, thanks, buddy. Appreciate bit. the info as always. Jeff Legwald, live Jeff, from the Senior Bowl. Jeff, tell Mike Kliss happy birthday for me, would you? I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want me to. <laughs> Take care, man. See ya. That's Leggy. Uh, read his work at ESPN.com. Again, his uh, his big article this week, um, Baker Mayfield is there. He's at practice, but he may not play in the actual game. Why did you give me that look? That was nice of me. It is. I would send him a DM, but he blocked me on Twitter. So I'm passing it on through our friend Leggy. I'm sure he'll be first in line to tell him that. <laughs> when we come back, mistakes. Uh... We made plenty of them, and Marty found them. Oh, you want to sell that home, don't you? You got to sell that house. The year has passed. It's time. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call with the following offer. If he can't sell your home at a price and a time you guys agree on, he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Take home five grand either way. He has an exclusive system for marketing the home. It's all about marketing. Give him a call today. Troy Hansford, 720-900. 4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. It's 720-900-4433. The Denver Nuggets. The Colorado Avalanche. That's our thing. And that's why no one has more nugs and abs tickets than Altitude 950. Yeah! He just does it all the time! Keep it on all day for your chance to win and get ready. Crowd comes to its feet at Pepsi Center. We've got more ultimate VIP experiences coming soon. I'll get fancy on you. Yeah, right at the horde. On Altitude 950. Shake off the winter blues at the 40th anniversary of the Colorado Motorcycle Expo. This weekend at the National Western Complex. 300,000 square feet of amazing events and entertainment. See our huge antique and custom motorcycle show and the country's largest indoor swap meet. Find incredible deals on parts, accessories, and new and used bikes. There's live music in the stadium. And don't miss Saturday's wet t-shirt contest. Register to win a free Harley and $15,000 cash. CME is sponsored by Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorneys and Colorado Superior Roofing. This Saturday, 9 to 7 and Sunday, 9 to 4 at the National Western Complex. Don't miss it. Get in shot. family to Pepsi Center and be a part of the excitement of Avalanche Hockey with a family night package. Nice shot. Score! 
Get four tickets, four Pepsis, and four chicken tenders for only $120. Visit ColoradoAvalanche.com to reserve your package today. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center 104th is Colorado's first choice. With over 1,000 vehicles to choose from, we have some amazing deals during our Start Something New event. Like buy a 2017 Ram 1500 Bighorn for just $31,499. It's how we say thanks for making us Colorado's number one volume dealer yet again. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center. RamDenver.com. Driven by you. Stock 4430, MSP The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at ColoradoMammoth.com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Am I the only one excited about Tiger Woods teeing off tomorrow at Torrey Pines? Sort of his adopted home course. Am Am I the only one who's into this? The new and improved Tiger? I guess so. I'm into it. Very much so. I'm, I'm going to watch a golf tournament for the first time this year. I've, I've had zero interest in golf tournaments until now. You know what I'm really, really rooting for? And I was a big Tiger fan when he was playing it. Look, all of his stuff off the course, he, mm-hmm. he's a jerk and I get it. But look, we all have to compartmentalize that with a lot of athletes. Hey, guess what? We're learning things about people every day now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just worried about the fact that what I my interaction with Tiger Woods was I liked to watch him play golf, right? And in that regard, he always delivered in terms of entertainment value for me. So what I am really rooting for, Vic, is Tiger to get back somewhat to what he was, to get back to be a, an elite player, and then watch him go mano a mano with some of the guys that have emerged, Jordan Spieth, Roy mm-hmm. McIlroy, 
Ricky Fowler. Jason Day. That would be a ton. A weird looking dude. Of fun. Because when Tiger was the young buck. That other weird dude. Was there, there really wasn't a great older player in his, you know, early 40s mm-hmm. that was trying to keep him from getting there. I really want to watch that. I think that would be tremendous theater. And if, it, if at every major it was Tiger and one of the other guys was coming up, Dustin Johnson. I know or what, I know what you miss. I, I know exactly what you're describing, Ryan. You are describing what Curtis Strange described after watching the tournament over the weekend. Did you hear about this? No. You hear what Curtis Strange did? Curtis Strange, analyst for whatever network, um, was a bit outspoken about the way two golfers in a playoff continued to just sort of hang out and talk and interact and giggle. and In fact, he said it during the broadcast, what could they possibly be talking about? Andrew Landry and John Rahm facing off in a playoff at the Career Builder Challenge. Very cordial before they teed off, between shots, just hanging out laughing. And Curtis Strange said on the air, are you kidding me? What are they doing? What? what why are they... Tiger Woods would have never. I mean, no. if you were involved in a playoff with Tiger, he would look into your soul. He would have a piercing stare at your soul. Well, look, both those guys who were involved in that were going to take home big checks. So I, I get why they were like, ah, eh, whatever. But it's it, Tiger Woods, if he was in a playoff and the the prize money was a dollar, it didn't matter. Would try to would try to he would try to you. eat your children. Yes. And so, look, I, I don't mind a little bit of, and gosh, I'm trying to remember what tournament it was. It was a major last year, and there was a playoff, and somebody made a, a great shot. It might have been was when Sergio won, and maybe he was just in the, the last Masters. group. He was in the last group. And I think, didn't he, when somebody made a great shot, like give him a fist bump or something of like, kind of tipping your yeah. cap of like, hey, man, that was really good. Mm-hmm. We're putting on a good show here. Yeah. But he wasn't smiling and laughing. I think you can recognize and acknowledge of, hey, we're competing here, sure. but that was pretty damn special. You don't special. have to be an ass, but right. at the same time, you are who you are. Which Tiger was an ass. Yeah. I mean, he took but that's it. who he is. I get it. As a competitor. I get and it. And that's fine. Be yourself. I don't like the laughing and giggling. It's like, what are, what are we doing out here? Uh, what, 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 is, what is this? Don't get me started. All right, before we say goodbye, Marty O with the uh, mistakes we made during the course of this show. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. What? All right. First one was an honest mistake that I think all of us have done in the last 24 days. But anytime Manchester messes up, I like to pounce all over it. Yes. uh, Let's take a listen to this. It's 2017, Broncos. (laughs) It's not 2018. (laughs) You corrected yourself right away, but still, I I got you. I got you. I messed it up. I messed it up. Dang it. Uh, And you guys mentioned Bennigan's earlier. You were wondering (laughs) if they're still around. They filed for bankruptcy in 2008. They were bought out. Uh, There are still 23 domestic Bennigan's locations in 11 United States here. What 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 was Bennigan's? I'd never been to a It was like a Chili's kind of of a place. First time I ever had buffalo wings. Was it Bennigan's down here when it was on Colorado and I-25? Really? Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, the closest one to us is Amarillo, Texas, if you're uh, willing to make the 338-mile trek. Do you know what the Monte Cristo is? It's the deep-fried ham and cheese sandwich, and they serve it with a side of raspberry jam. Sounds like a heart attack. Oh, yeah, but it's good. Uh, I, back in my non-vegan days, you can count that. I've oh, been all over that. Ooh, God, add oh, to yeah. the count. Add to the game. the streak. Yeah. There wasn't one today. Oh, really? I, yeah. I did mention, oh. I didn't use the word, but I did mention when we were talking about 
uh, products that expire, I said, I don't have to worry about that anymore with the dairy. But Again, we don't have ears for that. We, we just we just know the V word. <laughs> Two of the most annoying people on earth, the CrossFit guy and vegan guy. All right, and then in a strange twist, I, I brought the Taylor tape to measure hands because I figured we'd do that today, but mm-hmm. Vic really took it to the next level here, and we thought it was strange when he tried the farmer blow on air, but yeah. uh, he really stepped it up. Let's take a listen. So... We're measuring body parts on the show. We're going to measure a body part that matters when it comes to radio. Can't really, you know, you can't measure the brain. But I think yeah. the one thing that matters most is tongue size. Uh, I'm not measuring with that. Ain't doing it. All right, hold on. Ain't doing it. This is grosser than when you blew your nose onto paper. I'm going to place this in my mouth. You want me to go tongue width, depth? Which way do you want me to go? I don't want you to do either. I'm Nick. doing it. Oh my goodness! It looks like he's got a tapeworm. Four inches. Ugh. I'm disgusted with myself. Four inches length. That was awful. I'm dis- I was disgusted with myself. We've been doing this show for yeah. 15 months. That was the low light. What's weird is I have a weird taste in my mouth now. It's exactly oh, 15, yeah. 15 months today, by the way. Happy 15 month anniversary. That is the worst call in the history of the league. All right, that's it, boys. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, pretty clean show. HW is not here, so I mean, you guys did pretty yeah, true. good. True, true. No Sloan Slake. Hell no. One vegan. One right. vegan, one skirting around vegan, but that's it. I'm going crazy. Fired up finale, please. This is the Fired Up Finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. How comes word that Baker Mayfield may not even play in the game this Saturday? He was asked, how do you expect to play this week? He responded, well, we'll see. I'll address it later, whether or not he plays. He may not even play Saturday. He's going to practice this week as the Broncos coaching staff is coaching him, but he may not play in the game. So you know what's going to happen, right? Oh, Broncos can't touch this guy. Look at him. He's a prima donna. He's not going to play in the game. Why would you want to draft a guy that refuses to play in the all? This is what happens. Doubt creeps into our evaluations. Hand sizes suddenly mean something. Height. This is all stupid stuff. What did he do on the playing field? What did he do when it mattered most? In the clutch? In the games? Against opposition? I don't care about measurements. Well, when it comes to senior bowl stuff, I don't care about measurements. I'm just going to leave that uh, as your comment. Yeah. Um, It is kind of ridiculous. And and it's comical... To, you know, cause I follow all the local sports people on Twitter. And yesterday for about a seven or eight hour period, it just was mind numbing. I, j- I just can't get into it. I can't get into a meaningless exhibition game of college all-stars that also happen to just be only seniors. It's just, is, it's just a waste of time. Total waste of time. Want to thank everybody involved in the show today. Jared Bednar, Michael Malone, if you missed those interviews, they are available at the website via podcast. Want to thank Jeff Legwald, live from the Senior Bowl. Who else did we have on the show? Adam Morris, every Wednesday. Tonight, I will be at Punch Bowl Social on Broadway, 65 Broadway, right there in the heart of Denver, as the Nuggets host their annual social event from 6 to 9. Tickets are still available if you want to hang out with Nuggets players and coaches. Hell, if you want to draw up the next play. Scott Hastings made an impact in the last game. You can make an impact in the next one. Show up tonight. Feel free. Michael Malone will talk to anybody. Thanks for listening. Manchester, have a good rest of your Wednesday. Jesse Trujillo, Marty O. Up next, Hastings and Brownman right here on Altitude 950. 
Altitude 950. Rewind. Jamal and I have a great relationship. We're, we're always talking with each other. Uh, he, he accepts coaching. That's what I love about the kid. You can coach him hard. He knows that I care about him. I think that's what allows me to coach him the way I do. I'm sure everybody will expect 35-plus again tomorrow night against New York. But when you're 20 years old in your second year, there are lots of ups and downs. And that is the reality of being a young player in the NBA. Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche are in St. Louis to take on the Blues. The puck drops at 6 o'clock with a pregame show, getting it away at 5.35. Mark Mosier, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche, home of the Nuggets. Denver's All Sports Station, Altitude 950. Live from the Altitude 950 Studios, Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman, Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. I manipulates, so recreates. This air to ground saga. Got a longer. I said hallelujah. Scott and Julie with you here on a beautiful winter.